Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Oh, that's right. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Brewcasters. Yes, here we are. My name is Justin. Joining Jonathan. me, Johnny P. This is Jonathan. There you go. Uh, also today with us, we got a special guest. His name is Dr. Scott. How you doing? There you are. Let me make sure everyone's microphones are working nicely. Get those mics closer. Uh, later on, we're going to have B3 on the show. That's beer, beer, and more beer. We got one of them to show up. That's Olin. What a nice guy. Thank you. So uh, we'll get him in here in a little bit. Uh, welcome. It's our very first Brewcaster show. Yes. I'm excited, John. Yes. Cheers. John, you're like my Ed McMahon. Thanks. You're just supposed to say, yes. Yes. Yes, sir. I am here. You are correct, sir. You're great. All right. For this very first Brewcaster show, it's kind of like going to class for the first time. you got to get a little orientation. Yeah. So we're going to let you know a little bit about who we are and what the Brewcaster uh, network is. Okay. And uh, I don't want to bore you to death, but we thought you might want a little information. So, basically, uh, like I said, my name's Justin. I will be your official brewcaster, as will John, from from here on out, and uh, hoping to get more brewcasters as well. We might talk Dr. Scott over there into doing his own show later, but uh, we'll see how he does tonight first. It's right? a test talk. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> his, his only requirement is to get drunk and be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and if he can do that... Yeah. He gets his own Six show. Back will be set. <laughs> yeah, but it might be a visual funny. So it doesn't work on the radio. We'll get a webcam. It'll be fine. So uh, anyway, our goal with the Brewing Network when we started this thing out was to sort of combine technology uh, so that we could uh, spread the word better, combine technology with beer. Uh, I'm a broadcaster to begin with. I went to school for it which really means that I drank beer and passed a couple tests and spoke into a microphone for four years. And um, now I'm doing the same thing, except I don't have to take any tests. And you're doing fine. Which is good. And you're doing well. And we decided that it would be cool if we got a, a network that could combine all of that sort of technology and, and brewers and information to uh, make it a little more worldwide. Um, I think that right now there's a lot of forums on the Internet that, uh, you know, enable people to exchange information, but there's nothing audio-based that connects, you know, the whole world. So right now I think we've got some listeners from Australia, and we definitely had some people in the forum from Germany. and uh, New Zealand, England. Yeah. And this way we can share a little more information. I think that uh, sometimes homebrew tends to be very regional. 
I know that our beer tastes a, a lot different than the East Coast beer. And we want to not necessarily change that, but maybe just find out why and see how, how people's recipes differ and, and get home brewers more access to brewmasters and professional brewers and just get all those kind of people in here so we can all talk about it. Lots of better beer. And have a good time at, at the same time. You know, I, John doesn't like to have a good time, but, but the rest of us do. Thanks. <laughs> right, John? I don't want to be here. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> So each week we're going to try to bring you uh, a new guest and new people. They'll both be home brewers, maybe some award-winning home brewers, uh, maybe some beginner home brewers like myself, and also, like I said, brew masters. Uh, my main role on the show as the new guy, I've only been brewing for, I don't know, a little over six months now. Uh, I basically brew to drink, uh, so I don't need to have you know the best batch anyone's ever tasted. Although, you know, as long as it's drinkable, that's that's a plus. How long does a five-gallon keg last you? Uh, a five-gallon keg in my house lasts about two days. <laughs> and unfortunately, all I can do is brew five gallons right now because I just I got to do the over-the-stove extract kit, you know, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm happy with that. Uh, I'm just not happy with only brewing five gallons at a time. So my first upgrade will not be to all grain, but it will just be to, to doing 10 gallons. Okay. Can you do 10-gallon extract batches? Of course. All right, good. So that's what I'm going to do, <laughs> yeah. and that will save me money. I have some visitors uh, visiting us, and, and, and we I thought I would, I'd be fine if I got us a 5-gallon keg you know, for at least two days. It was gone in a night, yeah. and it just hurt me to have to go buy a keg. So I, I want to have to, I wanna be able to brew all 10 gallons. So that's where I am. I'm going to ask all the stupid questions that the new brewers have uh, to to our experts. And John's a little more advanced, right? A little bit. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, I've been brewing for about four years. Uh, I was introduced to home brewing uh, through Beer, Beer, More Beer. And ever since then, I started out as an extract brewer, brewed extract for about a year. Then I did all grain for a few batches, and I went back to extract just to kind of Get a feel to make good quality drinking beer. Okay. And then I started doing all grain for the last three years and okay. fell in love with it and been brewing ever since. And what's your occupation? <laughs> what's my occupation? Do you well, have a job, right? I do have a job. I work for a homebrew shop, okay. more beer, and uh, on the side. Okay. And uh, take care of their showroom for them. All right. And uh, brew beer for them, of course. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you get to do beer full time all the time. I, I make a living doing beer. That's a beautiful thing. That is. I think that the hardest part about doing this show for me is going to be having all these guests in here who do beer full time, and I, I, you know, have to work. <laughs> well, I work too. But I'm hoping that's going to stop. I oh, talk beer. See. Yeah, that's not really work. I mean, maybe some of the other stuff you have to do, that's work. But the beer stuff, you know. J- John, you don't work. Okay. <laughs> Neither does Olin. He doesn't work either. No. No, we'll either. talk about it. I'm sure that there's hard stuff involved. He's in the wine. Once you... Oh, he crossed over to the dark side. <laughs> and he's a wine guy. Yeah, he's yeah, dark. Like, Olin. Let, me, let me turn you up, Olin. Are you are you a wine guy now? Uh, no, I don't discriminate on my alcohols. So. You don't. It doesn't matter <laughs> both ways. As long as it's got some alcohol. Okay, fair enough. Well, we're we're gonna get to Olin and find out all about that in in I think the second hour. That's our official guest time. Um, a few things to clear up. For one, uh, due to overwhelming response, which has just been just been great. You guys have been awesome out there in our forums and uh, emails. Um, we are using up our bandwidth quickly, and as bandwidth is expensive, we've bought all the bandwidth we, we can afford. And uh, like today, my bank account actually cried and pleaded with me to stop spending. You're in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. That's I said, why, hey, that's why you couldn't buy another five gallon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually cried. I said, hey. Relax. Have a homebrew. Yeah. We'll be fine. 
We'll be just fine. Let's just get through the show. So what I'm going to ask people to do, if you can, um, is to tune into the low speed stream because that will allow us about three times as many listeners. And it sounds pretty much the same. And we're just going to be talking anyway. You don't need that in like stereo, right? No. It still comes through in stereo. It's just not 5.1 Star Wars surround. surround sound. Yeah. But we'll get that for you. Don't worry. I just got to buy some more bandwidth. So for now, in order to allow more people to tune in, um, as many people that could, could just click on the, the low speed, that'd be cool. And, and then we should be fine for this week. And next week, we're going to find some solutions so everybody can get through. Uh, other thing to clear up is go to the chat room and you can type questions to us. We have a chat moderator. I believe the chat room's being viewed right now. If you have questions for any of the guests, you can type them through there and our moderator will try to, to get that to us. Uh, her name is Daniela and she'll be helping all night. She will also be answering the phones and we will take calls today. Unfortunately, SBC, um, installed a magic telephone line that doesn't actually exist even though we've paid for it for two months they didn't label it yeah so here's what we're going to do i'm going to give away a temporary phone number we had planned to have an 800 number for you but that's that's going to happen next week so if you got a couple extra cents and you want to call in you can call 925-691-5897 that's 925-691-5897 Nine seven, and I'll repeat that later. But I'm not going to post it because after this show, I don't want no. you calling it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's private. Although it'll be fine if you do. Uh, so if you have any questions, you can go ahead and call in. We'll take you on the air. You can even say hello and 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 give shout out to where you're from. That'd be fine by us too. And definitely when we get to Olin from uh, Beer Beer and More Beer later, you might have some questions for him. You know, or not. Whatever. We'll make it up as we go. So that's the deal. And the Brewing Network is just going to try to bring you the best beer we can, the best information we can, and, and, and allow you to communicate with us the best we can. So we're going to work out the bugs this week, give you, give you some good stuff. And in the future, it'll be much easier both to tune in and to chat and to call because we'll have that 800 number set up. How does that sound to you, John? Sounds great. That sounds good. Do you have to work tomorrow, John? No, I got tomorrow off. Me neither. Yeah. So you guys know what that means. That means after the show, or probably during the show, <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be a little hammered. Yeah, we got British Pale on tap, yeah, so. We should celebrate. Yeah. So, lined up for you today, I want you to know that the Brewing Network does not mess around. No. Unless we're drinking, <laughs> which is often, so I guess we do mess around, but not when it comes to the Brewing Network. N- no. So what we've done for you today, and we're going to get to it in just a few minutes, is we've actually imported our own German. That's right. We imported a German. You can do that now. Two day air? Yeah. You just go to like Germans.com. There's several sites and yeah. you just ask for one. They'll send it to UPS you. UPS got good rates, so yeah. we're set. That's right. So we actually, and I'm serious now, and, and if you guys don't believe me that this person is really German, I'll have you cuss out and I'll have him cuss you out in German and then you'll know. <laughs> uh, something like that. We'll do a test. Uh, his name is Flo. Let me get him on the mic for just, just say hi for a second, Flo. Hi from Germany. There he is. Hi from See? I told you he was German. You can tell already, right? I could tell. All right. The reason we flew Flo in, uh, he was born and raised in, in Kempton. Is that yeah, right? That's right. In Kempton, Germany, which is out in the Algoi, if any of you have ever been to Germany. He now lives in Munich, and he is an expert beer drinker. He's an expert at uh, Helles and Weiss beer. Is that right, Flo? That's right. Now, when I say expert, what I really mean is just that he's German. And he drinks a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any more qualifications you need. But we thought that it would be good for our first show to bring out uh, a genuine, homegrown German to our first show to do a little blind taste test, right? Yes. Now, I met Flo in Germany about a year ago, 
and uh, and of course I met several other Germans, as there are a lot in Germany. And uh, the first question I got was, you know, why is American beer so bad? You know, how can you guys drink that uh, quote unquote urine? You know, I don't think they used urine, but no, it they is have the, a different beer name. It was, what is there a uh, is there a German word for piss? For piss? Yeah, like urine pee. You know. Oh, I don't know. Pisse. Pisse. Oh, pisse. Oh. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was uneventful, wasn't it? <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so the question was, why is beer so bad? And and being from the Pacific Northwest and also being a home brewer, I had to answer, it's not so bad, actually. We have great beer. And the problem is that just not everybody knows about it. And certainly even the rest of our country doesn't know about good beer. I think uh, the number one selling beer in America is, uh, uh, don't quote me, but I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I saw this, is Bud Light. Bud Light's number one. Anheuser-Busch across the board is number one. Anheuser-Busch actually sells something like 70 or 80% of all the beer sold in America, which is unbelievable. And that's a huge market. Yeah, and it's sad, too, yeah. is what it is. Well, we're going to help them out, so. We're going to help, yeah. So, uh, but, but a lot of people don't know about craft brews, which are much more like European beers, where they're creative and they're different and, and, well, they're just good. And homebrew too. So, having answered that question for Flo, you know, that we, that we actually do have good beer, I decided it'd be good to have him come out. And what we're gonna do is a blind taste test. Alright? We're gonna get Flo having a blind taste test, we're gonna have Olin do it, and we're gonna have Dr. Scott do it. And we went straight German style beers because we didn't want to. We didn't want to bias it. If he's never had the kind of beer, it doesn't work. So we've got uh, Hefeweizens and we've got Helles, which we call lager here most often. Right. Um, although if you brew it, it could be called a Munich Helles, right? But but a lager is about the same thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to have them taste four of each, blind. They don't know where it's from or who made it or anything else. Um, and then have them, de- you know, obviously describe what it tastes like so that you folks at home can uh, you know kind of play along and and definitely call in and ask if you want to know more about what it tastes like and then they have to decide what that beer w- which one of them is the best right that's victory now I don't know about you guys but how awesome would it be if a homebrew if the German guy picks one of the homebrews we have under the blind taste test as the best hellas of all of them I'd be stoked about that myself I would be too right as a homebrewer I would think that that's a real achievement that the, that the professional Chose the homebrew. Professional drinker? A professional, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a professional taster necessarily. <laughs> he's just a professional drinker. But he's authentic because he's German, right? Right. Okay. Do you think they need more proof that you're German, Flo? I think they do. Say something, okay. anything you want to the listeners at home in German so they don't think that I'm blowing smoke. Hallo und Grüße an alle Deutsche. All right, if that doesn't do it, I don't know what does. <laughs> I mean, that's way past German 1, right? Yeah. That's well into German 3. You can't say all that unless you've taken three semesters of German, right? Right. Right. <laughs> all right. Mm. All right. Throat's, throat's a little dry. Yeah. Now say pet my monkey. Yeah, how do you say pet my monkey? Can pet you do? my monkey? Yeah. Can you? How is it? I didn't hear that. Streichen mein Affen. Streichen mein Affen. Okay. All you guys listening out there, when you get off the air and you, you climb in bed with your wife tonight, you say streichen mein Affen. You know, she can't slap you because she doesn't know what you said. Right? You might just get lucky. All right. Flo, thank you for that. Thank you, Flo. Guys all across the country are going to be thanking you for that. Welcome. Okay. Very good. 
All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break uh, because maybe you guys need to refill. I know that some of us do. We're going to grab a beer, and I think when we come back, we're going to go ahead and do our taste test. So thanks for joining us. It's the very first Brewcaster show. Woo-hoo. John, it's good to see you here. Glad yeah. you made it. Thank you. Dr. Scott, did I even say what Dr. Scott's doing for us yet? No, what is he doing? No, I've just been kind of sitting there. Uh, he, he's Dr. Scott. Yeah. Why the hell do they have a doctor in the studio yeah. is what everyone's thinking. Well, because we drink a lot, and you never know. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I can help you on that. Dr. Scott is actually the president of our local brew club. Uh, it's called Doze, which is the Diablo Order of Zymerical Enthusiasts. Exactly. Nice. nice. I can't believe you, I, I can't that. believe you did it either. <laughs> if it I, says it on the shirt. You know what you ought to do? Oh, <laughs> it's right there. You know what you ought to do is ask me to repeat that in the second hour. Okay. And it'll sound much different. I'll remember to ask you. It'll sound a lot different. So he's our local club president and somewhat of a homebrew expert. In fact, I visited their homebrew club last week and saw this contraption that he made that, uh, I don't know, it looked more like a spaceship. Than a than a than a wort cooler, but it was actually a wort cooler, right? Yeah, I I, I always like to make it bigger and better, batter. So I, I joined two uh, counterflow chillers together. Okay, just because I wanted more than the next guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's it's a supercharged wort chiller. Yes, like I can blow twenty gallons through there and have it chilled down to lager temperature in about fifteen minutes. Wow, that's insane. That's cool like. bore. And there's That's really no point to that. You just like needed to do it for yourself, yeah, right? I, I, yeah, it's just one more thing. And yeah, I, I'm brewing on the 20 gallon system. And, you know, I could be doing something else instead of standing here. So right. And I, for as soon as that batch was done, I was designing that thing again. I gotcha. So you say you brew on a 20 gallon system? Yeah. Now, see, that's what I need because that could last me what? What is that? Seven like, days, right? Yeah. 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 Well, not if you count it on the weekends. Right, if you count the weekend, it's no good. But twenty gallons, easily five days. Yeah, yeah easily. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta. Uh, we're gonna. No, talk. but the thing is, you're gonna be, you know, brewing, or you're gonna be uh, serving them simultaneously. So uh, you'll have more friends. Right. It, it just it cascades. You need a it's bigger a, kegerator. It's a vicious cycle. It it's, is. it's like what they say when you make more money, right? As your income grows, you yes. just you, you, you always want twenty percent more. Yeah, right. And you end up getting a bigger mortgage and a higher car payment. So really, you have the same money for the for your entire life, don't you? Yes. You have the same as you made when you were working at, uh, you know, the restaurant serving tables. <laughs> you mean McDonald's? Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say that. But, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that. I left it to you, Dr. <laughs> so what we brought Dr. Scott in here today is just to help us out because he's, uh, like I said, he's an expert. So sometimes we, we expect that we get some questions that maybe me and John couldn't field, and Dr. Scott will help us out with that. I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple questions um, in, in, from the chat room. I uh, just want to answer real quick. When will the show be rebroadcast is the first question. Uh, I think we'll do it tomorrow, actually. Sure. I'm going to archive it tonight and rebroadcast tomorrow. Maybe uh, you guys could post in the forums what's a, what's a great time for you. I could really rebroadcast it all day long. If, if you guys miss it, and, and that way, anytime you tune in tomorrow, you can get the show. So I'll probably do that. Uh, it'll be available on demand by next week. Uh, as soon as we finish the rest of our website, all archives will be on demand. And another question is, are there any plans for other shows? Um, and I think what that means is other shows besides this show? Of course. Like not just next week's show, right? And the show after that. 
because we definitely have plans for next week and, and the week after that. And the, oh, you know, we're gonna, it'll always be a Sunday show. I do have plans to add Sunday. a couple different shows. I want to add a very technical show for those uh, very advanced homebrewers out there um, who just really want to talk tech and want to skip past all the beginner stuff. And um, uh, I'm going to try to find somebody to fill that space for us. So there will be other live shows. And I'm also probably going to do a morning show, which is just going to be a lot of music and a little bit of beer talk. I'll take some phone calls, and I'll try to do that at least five days a week. Um, but I got to quit my job first, and uh, but that's happening soon. So don't worry about that. That's happening real soon. Okay. So again, the phone number in case you want to call. That's nine two five six nine one five eight nine seven. And we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. It's the Brewcasters. The Brewing Network, saving your life. One beer at a time. That's right. And if we don't save it, who's gonna? Alright. So we're back. Just had to take a short little break to get this taste test ready. Man, those guys in the chat room, they're like, hey, why the music? They're taking a break. We're here. We're here. (laughs) We're back. We're back. Sorry. We won't take refill. Very long breaks. All right. So here's what we've got set up. It's our first official on-air taste test. Suspense. Yes, the suspense is is killing me, really, and uh, because you don't have any beer. In front exactly. Of <laughs> uh, I have to decide. I decided today. I had to, de- you know, to decide not to drink at the beginning of the show because you know how the first thing that goes when you have a couple beers are your lips, right? Like they just get a little numb. Yeah. So if I started at the beginning, by now I'd already be like drooling on my microphone. You're almost there though. But you will notice a difference because in the second hour, I figure like when I start interviewing Olin, that's the perfect time to start drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So because then I'll ask all the questions that I'm not supposed to ask. Maybe I should start early so I really ask all the questions I'm not supposed to ask. And then you'll notice by the end of the show, I'll be I'll be slurring my words all over. Yeah. I won't be drunk, but my lips just go first. Although I might be drunk. Okay. okay. So anyway, uh, I am a little disappointed that you guys have four glasses of beer in front of you each, and uh, and I have none. But that's the nature of the business, and what can I do? So here's what do we have here? Uh, the Hefeweizens? Yeah, these are our Hefs. Okay. We've got four different Hefeweizens in front of each one of them. Uh, some of them are home brews, some of them are made in Germany, and some of them are made right here in the U.S. of A. And they don't know which ones are which. They can see them, so they can see the color and all that, but they don't, uh, they're just in pint glasses. And they're gonna taste each one. Uh, I'll ask them to give a, a little evaluation of what they think as they go, and, uh, then I'll have them vote and decide which is the best Hefeweizen. And like I said, if the German picks a home brew, we're stoked. Success. Kids. Yeah, that's a, that's a winner. If he doesn't, I don't know. It'll still be all right, I guess. It'll just prove that German beer is better, I suppose. But One of them's not good, man. It'll mean we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> all right. You guys are already drinking them all down. Well, John's helping me. Man, yeah. I didn't even give the go yet. I'm out of beer. You Hold guys. on. Well, we got to be ready for your questions. That's true. All right. I want to start with Flo. Did you already taste any of them yet, Flo? No. Only the first one. The first one. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, let's see. Which microphone are you? You're that one. All right. First smell or drink? Well, whatever you like to do, uh, he's stirring it in the glass. He's giving it a little sniff right now, and uh, Flo is uh, sort of taking it in. And there he goes, his first drink of uh, one of our Hefeweizens. He's uh, sloshing it in his mouth. Maybe yeah, the taste is a little bit sweet. Sweet. A little sweet, huh? Uh, not really an aftertaste. Okay. And how about that aroma? Does it smell good? It's okay, but not really good. It's not that great. Okay. 
Yeah, so. I told you. He's a harsh critic, yeah, you know. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about it you want to say? No, that's all. Okay. That's all right. All right, Olin, are you tasting the same one that he's tasting there? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and uh, tell us what you think about it. You've already tasted it, right? I have. Olin couldn't wait. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stay right up on the microphone and go ahead and tell us what you think about that. Uh, sweet malt nose, sweet uh, sweet malt flavor, okay. very low bitterness. Um, overall, nice round flavor, very absolutely almost no hop character no hop yeah which is characteristic of a hefeweizen mm-hmm. right yeah in fact i brewed my first one like the other day and, and john told me yeah just go ahead and put a half an ounce of hops in there and i said what what am what am i gonna drink that that's nothing <laughs> <laughs> and uh i was just shocked but there's there's supposed to be very little hops right yeah and it's okay. got a good malt balance i mean a good malt uh, complexity okay should we do like a one to ten thing on on the like if you had to rate it as a good beer, bad beer? Should we do that? Let's do it. All right. So you know, ten being good or obviously great, and and one being, you know, one of John's beers. Then uh, I'm just kidding. Or your beers. I'm getting John's an awesome brewer. Actually, <laughs> actually, one of these beers are Vince's from the from the brew club. Okay. So awesome. Okay. So one to ten, what would you give that there, Owen? Uh, I would give this a seven because we don't have a whole lot of others to judge it against yet so okay. we'll have to see fair enough so that could change that could change all right. seven could be a winner could if the be. other ones are three could be all right dr scott have you tasted the same one he drank it all yeah it's mostly gone not <laughs> <laughs> a boy i kept having to reevaluate it <laughs> fair enough what do you think it's it, well the uh, first thing you see is that all these four beers two of them are cloudy two of them are clear now uh, this happens to be one of the clear ones okay uh it's pretty nice beer all the way around if you're we're trying to rate it as a Hefeweizen, it wouldn't score as good as the other ones. But it's a nice beer all the same. Okay. It's, it's nicely nice rounded. Uh it's a good beer. It's got a lot of lot of lot of the clove and banana flavors you want to have in it. Okay. And the mouth feels a little thin, but uh it, I I'd probably give it a seven on the beer okay. beer rating. Uh it's it's a good drinkable beer. All right. Uh uh, it's all gone. It's how all many, gone. <laughs> based on that first taste, uh, or first half a glass, uh, how <laughs> many do you think you could drink before falling over? Oh, I, I could I could pound a few of those. Okay, all right. Well, that's a good quality to me. You like to have a lot of them without falling over. You know, makes the night last a little longer. Okay, well, I think a pretty even judgment on the first beer, right? I think as everyone <laughs> thinks about the same, it's a pretty good beer, but not uh, nothing fantastic. Is Flo given a number? Uh, no, Flo, would you rate that with a number? Yeah, I would give six to seven. Six to seven. Okay. Again, pretty even. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and try the next one. And uh, this time we'll start with Dr. Scott, who's probably finished that one as well. <laughs> I got one more swallow on this one. He's got to remember what they taste like. Oh, man. Can I try? Yeah. Thanks. There's a little bit left. There's a little bit left for you. Uh, this one to me tastes uh, not as much like I would like a Hefeweizen to taste like. Okay. What does it taste like it's instead? A li- it's a little sour. It right. doesn't have enough of the flavors you get from the yeast. Okay. Uh, it could have just been fermented too uh, cold. Too cold, uh, possibly. Okay. Uh, or it it could have other few things wrong, but. It doesn't hit you in the palate like it should with a Hefeweizen. Okay. So what happens when you ferment too cold? Like, does that, does that mean not enough flavors come out? Yeah, the yeast don't give enough esters off. And uh, you can really play with this yeast a lot okay. by what temperature you brew at. Uh, a lot of guys start out brewing these, and they're brewing them in the mid-70s. Okay. And you're going to get a nice beer. It's going to have a lot of 
a lot of banana, a lot of clove to it. Okay. Uh, and you can tweak it down to almost into the mid-60s All right. and get a whole different flavor profile out of it. What would be the ideal temperature? That's 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 what you're just shooting for flavor, um, what you okay. like. And I brew for what I like. Okay. And, or I like to experiment, too, and I like to do things that other people don't do. So, gotcha. Uh, I, the last one, I just finished last week uh, one of these, and I, I about 66 is where I kept it. Okay. I'm embarrassed to say what mine's been fermenting at for the past two weeks. 78? <laughs> if like it's in 78 or 79. Not, I, I got not no, if it's in this room. It's about 90. It's even hotter. Well, the other room is not much. I'll tell you, it was nice and cool when you walked in the house today. We're cheap here. We, we never run the air conditioning, so you got lucky. So the rest of the time, I just I, don't, I haven't built a cooling box yet. My wheat's been definitely 78, 79. That's hot. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Maybe it'll taste extra. It, it'll ferment real fast. You meant to do that. Yeah, it did. Oh, it, like, it blew up. Is what it did. <laughs> Okay, give it a rating if you would. Uh, this one I'm going to give about a four. About a four. Four or five, yeah. Okay. It was thin. Okay. And by the way, we're going to reveal uh, what all these beers are at the end, of course. Uh, Olin, go ahead. This beer tastes stale and old to me. It's lost all its malt. There's no hops. Okay. Uh, it has kind of that... Uh, the kind of the caramel flavors that beers get when they age for a long time, um, so it tastes like it's it's been stored hot or it's or it's an old beer. Really, it's got a little bit of tartness to it. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of uh, fresh banana clove flavors. Okay, and I wouldn't have even thought that last beer was a Hefeweizen at all. That last beer oh. tasted almost like it it uh, was just like maybe a wheat base, but American yeast strain because it didn't have any of the phenolic yeast yep. character from a German yeast strain. Okay. And this one, uh, overall, I would give about the same rating, uh, a four. A four. Hmm. Okay. Now, Maybe. when you say it's bi- it, it, it seems a bit old, w- what is old for a homebrew? How long can you keep a homebrew? Well, this, this, I'd like to tell people, people ask me that all the time. How okay. long does it take you to make a beer? Depends on the beer. Yeah. With this, it's almost as soon as you can get carbonation on it. Then it's you good. can drink it, and and the fresher these are, the better they are. So it's not one of these ones you want to keep on your shelf and then try it six months later. No, it's it like Olin was saying, it, it'll start losing a lot of a lot of character to it. Okay, and this one just tasted kind of flat in the whole flavor profile. Okay, yeah, all right. So about a four flow okay, over I'm to our German expert. I'm the same opinion. It's a little bit flat, ah. uh, less carbonated, and uh, the smell is a little bit more um, sweet. Okay. And altogether, I would give a four to five. All right. Again, very consistent. Yes. You guys are ranking high with the German drinker there. You're, you're right on the same boat. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that's, I think that's impressive. Well, he just very drinks on a different continent. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only difference, isn't it? <laughs> we all drink, though. Uh, he drinks nine hours later. Okay. Earlier. Earlier. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Does anybody even care about Europe? Oh, I'm just joking. That was bad. Uh, well, yeah, the listeners over there. Europe. <laughs> yeah, the Europeans. Actually, I'd, yeah, never mind. Bad joke. All right, let's try the next one. What do we got? Two left, right? All right. You got Dr. Scott actually has some of that one left, which is good. Because it's the best one, <laughs> and I like to savor it for last. Okay. Uh, well, I don't want you to bias anybody's opinion, so you've already started. Let's go ahead and start with you, Dr. Scott. So far, that's the best. This one's got most the best characteristics of it all. It does taste a little old. Uh-huh. Uh so it might be the commercial one. Okay. Uh it's got a lot of lot of the cloves, a lot of the the banana flavor. It's also got a lot of the 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 sharpness from the from the wheat to it. It's got a nice mouthfeel too. Okay. Um I wish I'd had a little uh little fresher sample of this. Yeah. 
and I wasn't drinking it in a room where I'm, it's 90 <laughs> degrees. Uh, but whatever. I pro- I probably shoot this up around an eight, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That's up there. All right. Uh, let's go straight to flow. I think it's uh, the best of the third, uh, of the sec- uh, first three. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a full body. Um, it's sweet uh, like the others, but it's not flat. Okay. So I would give a nine. And I think Ooh. this one is from Germany. You think you're going yeah, right too. now? Yeah. Oh, both of you are calling it out right now. It's uh, German. It's Franz and Connor. Uh oh. How how do they know? I don't know. We'll see. They could be wrong. They could be. I kind of hope they are. I'm I just too. that's fun for me if they're wrong. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because you're making me thirsty and I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Olin, let's try yours. Uh, I kind of ditto what they say. It, it is probably the most authentic. Um, I think number one probably had a better malt flavor overall, but. This one is definitely more Hefeweizen in nature. So if you're judging it as a Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. this one would get higher marks. So I have to bring my another number one score down to a six and bring up my number three to a seven. Ah, oh. okay. Oh, wow. Can he do that? <laughs> That's okay. Uh, judges, is that allowed? Yes. The judges will allow it. Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> All right. We got one beer left to try, don't we? Okay, and I'm getting some questions from the chat room. I'm going to get to those. When we have to switch from the uh, Vice Beer to the Hellas, I'll go ahead and field some of these questions coming from the chat room. So, all right, the last beer. Let's go ahead and start with Olin this time. He's taking a sip and uh, wondering if Dr. Scott has any left of his last one. I think he does. He's got a little taste there. Yeah, a little bit. a boy. All this right. one has a little <laughs> bit um, burnt nose. And what does that mean if you're a novice like myself? Burnt nose. It means when you smell it, it tastes. It smells like that. It actually smells a little burnt. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, either either grain or there's there's some sort of fermentation issue going on here, which we're trying to sort out in five seconds here. Yeah, right. On the fourth beer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get on it, guys. Come on. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> it doesn't have a, a lot of anything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> me, and, oh. me and Scott are going to team up on this. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. We actually gave you a glass of water for oh, sample what? number four. Why is it yellow? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste again like a, a German yeast strain. Okay. Uh, th- 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 yeah, this one tastes the least like a Hefeweizen. Okay. Okay. It so a little sour. Rating on yeah. that one, Olin? Uh, I give it a neutral five. Neutral five. And go ahead, Dr. Scott, since that was a little combo. I give it a three. I knew he was going to go uh, less. Um, you know, if if I had something else to drink, it's funky on the table. Yeah, like I don't anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, probably, I probably wouldn't finish it. But, okay, you know. but since there's nothing else, he's going to go ahead and put that back. <laughs> good man, good man. Okay, Flo, go ahead. I think it smells a little bit old. Uh huh. And the taste is not very special, so I would give a five. A five. Yeah, also a neutral a, five. Yeah, it's the second best with the first one. Okay, two fives and a three. Is that is that right? We got with those. Sounds accurate. Okay, why don't we go ahead and reveal then? Uh, which was the number you guys said was best? Number three, I think. Right. Yeah. What did I do with my little uh, drum roll? So you didn't cheat. Okay, on the Weiss beer or Hefeweizen. Is there a difference between Weiss beer and Hefeweizen, or is it just what they call it in Germany and what they call it over here? I think there's no difference. It's the same. Okay. Because you have to order a Weiss beer if you're in Germany. All right. Just checking. Okay. 
Number three. Well, you you guys are too sly for us. I should have been a taster, so I could have screwed up. <laughs> Number three, uh, three is Francis Connor, uh, uh, which Doctor Scott has apparently drank a couple of because he named it himself, <laughs> <laughs> and that is actually a German Hef. So, uh, Flo, you have not failed your people. <laughs> well done, Flo. They'll probably take you back. <laughs> You're allowed yeah, to go back. Beans, it's the best one, and it's the best one, <laughs> and that's why. that's what you expected. Um, let's see. Number one was actually a homebrew, which you guys gave an okay rating to the first one. I think that was pretty much six and sevens across the board. Nice. And that was a homebrew. Well, Whose homebrew was that? It was Vince. Vince Garcia. Vince Garcia. Club, Club Dose. Thank you very much for your donation. Yeah, we and, bottled it in like two hours ago. Is there more of it? Yes. I'll be drinking it, okay. Vince. Thank you very much. Uh, number two uh, was Schneiderweiss, which actually was a German Hefeweizen. Um, but it you guys be, didn't think it was be, too good. Well, because it was old, probably. Ah, it could have been They had to swim all the way across the Atlantic. Yeah, that happened. It probably floated over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a message in a bottle. Yeah. Um, what, and was, what was that message? <laughs> <laughs> Drink me. Uh, and then number four, which uh, was the worst rating. Is that correct? Uh, I'm, I'm sad to say is one of our local craft brewers, Pyramid Hefeweizen. Uh, ah, wow. Which I'm hoping was just because it was old. Um, although I'm not a big fan of Pyramid Hef. I do like Pyramid beers, but I don't like their Hef. But it's an award-winning Hefeweizen out yeah. here on the West Coast. They're that, known for it. That's because they, they don't use, though, a German strain, yeah, too. They, so uh, I think we're comparing it against... Yeah. Ah, German style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I always, I always ask really? when they say we have a Hefeweizen on tap. And I mm-hmm. go, uh, is that a German half or an American? Do you know what strain they use? Yeah. So I usually have to send them out to go check. Okay. And <laughs> how are Yeah, because they never know the answer. Because I don't want the other one. American strain? You don't uh, want the American half. I don't want the You only want German half. Well, yeah. Nice work. And the second one was a Schneiderweiser. Yeah, Schneiderweiser. Have you had that in Germany? Yeah, and normally it's much better than this one. Re- uh, because it doesn't have to ship yeah. across the country or across and the it's ocean. it's not as flat mm-hmm. as this. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. There you go. So, so don't 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 rule out Schneiderweiser. Is that how you say it? Or pyramid. Uh, or pyramid. I mean, Just uh, drink that. Totally in different their yeast strain that determines a lot. So yeah. Well, you you won't get the same characteristics. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. While they're setting up the lager tastings, I have a question from the chat room that came through a little while ago, and it's, um, what should I know before brewing a high gravity beer? Uh, how to, to do a ye- how to do a yeast starter? Big pitch. Yeah. You Big have pitch. to do a yeast starter have to do high gravity. It'd be a good idea. Okay, fair enough. And is that because you have to add more yeast, more alive yeast? Or? Yes, yes. Uh, just pitching a, a tube or a smack pack isn't going to be enough. Uh, the yeast need to really propagate ahead of time, and in a big, thick wort like that, they're going to have some trouble. And you want to have a lot more of them working on that to get the gravity down. Otherwise, you're going to get a stuck uh, fermentation. Okay. The, there's a lot of pressure on the yeast cells with a, a high sugar wort. So there's a couple other things additionally that you might want to do, like using oxygen up front and especially using nutrients above a, a 1065 gravity wort, which is kind of not all that published out there, but using something like Servomyces or Fermade K mm-hmm. um, or even both of those because they, they actually do slightly different things. Anytime you're brewing a beer above 1065 will definitely help with your final gravity as well as pitching in Fermade K after you've depleted one-third of your sugars. Okay. It's it's like a mid-nutrient. It's like a middle-of-the-race middle snack for the yeast. So it's a lot more complicated than, than doing a wheat beer, that's for sure. Right. Well, it can be, but you know, you can you can help your cases by just doing the right things. You want to stack the deck in your favor. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Fair enough. If you have any other questions about that, whoever wrote that in, I didn't get a name, but uh, feel free to call up. Maybe we can answer some more. Okay. Now we've got the Hellas. Uh, we call it Lager over here uh, in front of them, and, and let's see what they think about that. Uh, uh, Dr. Scott's already finished all four of his. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost there. No, I'm only on three. Okay, slow down there. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're each tasting, uh, what, number one, I hope? Uh, three. That, not that it matters. Uh, Dr. Scott's already on three. Um, four. Olin, a much slower taster, likes to give a little smell, a little taste. He's like, uh, John tells me that, that Olin's like Captain Taste a lot. Like he can really, he just goes every single flavor he wants to tell, which is good. Very, very good criticism. That's how you should be tasting yeah. beers. You know, that's that's a great quality, and it's hard to uh, to gain that palate too. A lot of people think, oh, you can only taste wine that way, but that, uh, that's not true at all. Beer has a lot of different flavors. So, Olin with a very sophisticated palate is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Flo, what do you think about that? And by the way, uh, I believe Hellas is your favorite. Is that right? Yeah, the Munich Hellas. Munich Hellas. Yeah. Of all beers, that's what you want to drink. Yeah, but from Munich's Augustiner. Augustiner. Yeah. Okay. It's one of Germany's oldest breweries, right? Yeah. Okay. Very nice. It's good beer. I'll vouch for that. I got one in the fridge, and I'm not sharing it. It's awesome, though. No, I think I drank it already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that's going to bring tears to me. These taste very similar. This will be challenging. Okay. Go ahead, Flo. What do you think of that? Okay. Um, I think it's it smells <laughs> a little bit bitter. Has a little bit of an aftertaste and um, less body. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's all. What What would you rate it? Give it a rating. He's taking another drink. He's got to know for sure. Five to six. Five to six. Okay. Let's go ahead with Olin, who's uh, giving it another taste there. It's definitely has a little bit of a lemon nose, um, slight malt. It uh, is a delicate municellus. It's definitely not overpowering. It's um, very, very nice beer, and I would rate it about, no, it's hard to say. He's got to have another drink. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are just drinking for the fun of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> hit number four here. Stupid. <laughs> uh, that's why we're here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd give it probably a seven. Seven. Okay. Consistent again. Dr. Scott. Well, Hellas is one of my favorites, maybe the favorite of mine. He's a master at brewing Hells too. Uh, this one's this one's actually pretty nice. Uh, maybe a little astringent. Maybe it's a little old. Okay. But, but uh, I would say that it's. Uh, I, I would give it a seven up there with Olin. Okay. Um, yeah, any Hellas is, is pretty good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I agree with that. Hellas is good stuff. Okay, so that's 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 for beer number one. Then I guess pretty much sevens across the board. Might end up with a with a four way tie here if they're all that good. Tastes similar. Go ahead, Doctor Scott. Doctor Scott's now tasting number two. What do you think there? Uh, no, this, is, this one's. You should see the no. look on his face. <laughs> He's got that uh, "I just smelled ass" look on his face. <laughs> it's really what it is. <laughs> that, that's a big letdown after number one. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It, it's just got a big astringent sour. It's really sweet. Yeah, but it, and but then you just your tongue gets a snap to the sourness on that one. Okay. A little oxidized, maybe. Yeah. No good, huh? Well, I'll probably finish it. But, uh, <laughs> it. It was a big step down from number one. I, I put this about a number four. Okay. Good enough. What do you think, Olin? I, I rated it higher. I thought it was interesting. I think it's German. Um, I think it was probably decoction brewed. It, it has uh, like a malt smell that is typical of German, German beers. 
it does taste old, which I think detracts from it a little bit, but I think that was, when it started out, this was an excellent beer. Okay. It, it, it does smell very good, so that kind of threw me off till I tasted it. Gotcha. It has a lot of uh, complex malt smells, which is something that you see out of traditional German beers that you just won't often see here in either homebrew or craft brewed okay. scenarios, just because of the different um, way that they, they brew and the different equipment that they have in, German, in, in Germany that's a little bit... Uh, Usually takes a little bit longer to brew, so it's not as economically feasible. Gotcha. But it's, um, I, I, I think it probably was a great beer. I agree with Dr. Scott that it, it's yeah. seen, it's on the downhill slide. I'd, I'd give it a six. Okay. A six. All right. Fair enough. And Flo. Okay. I think it's, um, spicier than the first one. Mm hmm. And, uh, the aftertaste, uh, it's a little bit of aftertaste, but, uh, but I like this. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's better than the first one, though I would give a seven. A seven? Yeah. Okay, nice. And do you think it tastes old, or is it, do you not get that out of it? A little bit old, yeah. A little bit old, okay. Well, I wish we could have tried it when it was new. All right, let's go ahead and move on to number three and uh, see how we're doing there. And Dr. Scott's taking a long sniff of Dr. Three. want to make sure he gets it right. And let's go ahead and start with with Flo. He's taking a drink now, and make sure he gets a good flavor there. Bit puzzled look on his face. It's less spicy than the second one. Mm-hmm. It smells not very good. It's not very good. It smells not oh, it's very good. Oh, okay. Smells not very good. Gotcha. Um, it's okay. Um, I would give a six. Okay. Would you Would you buy it? Small. If you went to the store and you saw it again, would you buy it? I think, yeah. Okay. All right. You like how I answer? I just threw in that new question? Huh? Now you got to answer a new one. Would you buy it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because I tend to think occasionally. Or would you buy it again? <laughs> would you buy it again? again? Yeah. Good question. All right, Olin, what do you think over there? I think it's um, it's kind of nondescript somewhat. I mean, it, it's 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 not bad. It's not great. It has some malt. It is not as spicy as number two. The malt's not as fresh as number one. Um, it's right in there. I'll give it a six. A six, too. Okay. All right. And Dr. Scott, who's had his face in the glass for the for the whole interview, go ahead. This one, the smell of it is just Pilsner malt right okay. in your face. And it's, it's, not, it's actually kind of a nice smell, but it's a different than the other ones. Okay. It's sweeter than the other two. Um, yeah, I'd buy it again. You'd buy it again. I'd buy it again. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's go ahead and get to number four, which I think uh, a couple of you are already tasting. So uh, let's start with Flo again. He seems to have had it the longest. He's taking a good smell of it now, though. It's had a, a big smell, but I can't explain what it's exactly. Okay. Well, that's fair enough, but it's it's got a, a strong aroma. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I took the taste. So yeah, I think that's older. You think it's old? Oh, no, Olin with that strong aroma. Ah, right. <laughs> it could be. Olin <laughs> Thank uh, you. matched with, with, <laughs> with 90 degree temperature in here equals strong aroma. Mm. What do you think, Flo? Tastes good? It tastes good. Is it not a really bad um, aftertaste? Um, the bitterness is okay. And I would give also a six for uh, this beer. A six. Wow, these are pretty close. Yeah, that is. Right there. You guessed it. You said they might be pretty close. Yeah. Dr. Scott, what do you think? It's a whole different flavor profile than the other one, but uh, it, it rates a strong six. Okay. It's a little more astringent. It doesn't have the malt smell of number three at all. 
Okay. Uh, it's almost non-existent in that one. Really? Now, would you are, are these are you would you all classify all of these beers so far still as loggers and and Hellas? Or has anyone gone outside of, no, of the category? No, they're, no. they're, they're all there. there. They're there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Your rating on that one? Six. A six. Wow. Okay. Unless I forgot how to count, that's all four of them, right? That is. Okay. There's no five. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to go ahead and, and, and pick a winner. So, Olin, let's let's start with you. What, which one of the of the four was your best rating? I know I was probably supposed to remember that, but uh, you can go ahead and smell it. Yeah, down. I don't know. It, it is tough. Um, the, there's similar beers all the way across the board. I would They're accept a two-way tie, but I am not going to accept a four-way tie, fellas. Can, can <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Scott's giving me the three-way sign. Scott, can we mix some of three. these beers to uh, come yeah, up with a Yeah, we have, to, we have to blend. <laughs> blend. We have blend. to blend. <laughs> well, the one thing you got to remember with a Hellas or any light lager like this, mm-hmm. there's not much room. Okay. Uh, any off flavor is going to show. Uh, if you cycle the temperature of the yeast up and down, it's going to show. Uh, a lot of this stuff. So this is why these beers are so similar. They always they they need to be like that. So it's tough to pull them all apart. Now I think we're mostly judging on the age of these beers. Okay, that's the that's probably the biggest difference in all these is the age of them, whether they're fresh or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, w- w- what's a good aging yeah. for a Hellas and a Lager? How how long should you age one out? Stored cold or warm? Start. Stored cold oh, or I, warm? Oh, I store mine at uh, thirty four. Thirty four, and for how long? At, at is least the best? six weeks. Okay. Right. And is six that's after that's long? after the bright tank. Okay, so I'll put it in the bright tank for a week, then pull it off most of the yeast into another keg, and then let it sit uncarbonated. Okay. What about when you bottle it? How long will it last? Oh, uh, you were drinking some of my house for, and that was a year old. Yeah. yeah. So. And was that still good? It was good. Okay. You don't want to say it was bad, do you? Jim? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does change, I, though. It is. I just needed the keg, and I needed him to finish it. <laughs> I can't really remember. Uh, by the I way, need- if anyone ever needs empty kegs, uh, send them to our house to be emptied. <laughs> You'll get it back within hours. I promise. Really? I, I, I need room. Do you really? Yeah. Are they so all in five-gallon uh, kegs? Yes, they are. We're set. Dr. Scott? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I mean, send them over. Well, you know, I I, did, I just moved up to the twenty gallon system a few months ago, and right. man, you, you fill up your storage space really fast. Right, that's a problem I wish I had, my friend. <laughs> You'll be okay. there. All right. Well, I need at least. I don't know if you want to give a two way tie. Uh, no, I'm actually going to go with number four. Is my my pick actually? Okay. Olin says number four. Number one was uh, second for me. Okay. Close second. All right. <coughs> And uh, Flo, what do you think? Uh, number one was the best for me. Number one was yeah. the best. Okay. And Dr. Scott? I like number three uh, with number one a close second. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an American victory. Because Flo's favorite Hellas was John's homebrew. Sweet. Uh, well, Way to go, John. Uh, Way to go. Thank you. Right. Let me preface this one with uh, the fact that this... Homebrew has taken best to show several times. Yeah, that's true. Jo- this is already an award-winning Hellas. Um, it's going to nationals, is that correct? Yes. It is going to nationals right now. As a Munich Hellas and a standard American lager. 
Very nice. And congratulations on that, John. Thanks. We'll be doing a full report. He's going to Nationals with it, and when he comes back, we'll have a, a Nationals special show. Sweet. But, Flo, I think that's awesome. Thank you, Flo. <laughs> yeah, and I think this beer is much better than some of the German beers, though. Is it's that right? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So kudos to some homebrewers out there. We're making some good beers. Yeah, that's right. All right. Very How nice. About the homebrew. Number four, um, which was Olin's pick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the Weinstefaner. Yes. Oh, and Flo has that look on his face of old ass. I don't like this beer. You don't like it at no. all? No. Okay. All what, right. What don't you like about it? You can drink three or four, but next day you have a headache. Ah. Sulfur? That's called the alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is no, that's not the alcohol. It's how, a beer. how big are those three or four? <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> giant. Yeah. That is an important quality to evaluate when you choose your favorite beer, though, is the day after. I should call all you guys tomorrow and have you decide again which was your favorite <laughs> beer. But, uh, okay, well, fair enough. So that was the German beer. Uh, also in there, uh, number two was Firestone Lager, which uh, uh, we had a keg of not too long ago. It was awesome. That's I really How long did that last? Uh, two days. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, let's see, we got it. We started drinking it at about midnight. And we finished by 11 o'clock the next night. So it wasn't even two days. It was uh, 23 hours. <laughs> wow. You could have stretched it out. We tried, man. But <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> if you're thirsty, you got to drink, don't you? Uh, let's see. So number two was Firestone. No, number three was actually Polaner, uh, original Munich uh, Hellas, which it looks like Flo doesn't like anyway by the look on his face. Yeah, it's... Uh a good beer in Germany, but uh, there's no beer uh, like the Augustina, though. Right, right. If I had to choose a Hellas that I had in Germany, Paulaner's my second. I went uh, Augustiner first and Paulaner second. I think they make a pretty good Hellas. But uh, I don't buy it over here because it's expensive. And old. Uh, and, and old, exactly. It's got a long voyage across the... Uh, what is that? Ocean, the Atlantic, Atlantic right? Yeah. The Thanks. pond. Thanks, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we need to take a little break. We've been going for a little while. When we get back, uh, we're going to do a little uh, interview with Olin, right? Learn about uh, beer, beer, and more beer, which is our local homebrew shop, but uh, they ship all over the world. So uh, you're going to want to know all about that. Stay tuned. Uh, thanks for doing the tasting, everybody. You did good work. And I just got to figure out how to use my CD player so I can play a song for you. Here's a little Credence Clearwater Revival. And ask me to say that again at the end of the show. Okay. You're listening to three guys with one microphone and five gallons of beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Listening to a bunch of guys talk about beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. And really, what more could you ask for? That sounds perfect. Than a bunch of guys talking about beer. Beer is good for you. Uh, drinking beer, you could ask for that, I guess. But uh, is beer really good for you? Isn't that a debate? You know yes. that like some people say it's good for you. Is it? I think that two a day is good for you. Keeps which the doctor means away. But then it goes in the reverse. You're a doctor, Dr. Scott. Yeah, doc. If you gave me two beers a day, I probably wouldn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I, if I only had two beers a day, I'd shrivel up. I'd, I, would, I would dehydrate. Well, what, what again, are, again, how big are those beers? Not big enough uh, is okay. my answer to that. <laughs> They're never big enough. Never big enough. Mm. What are the nutrients in beer? Uh, Do you know? B1. Vitamin B1. Okay. That's from yeast. Uh, amino acids. 
Mm-hmm. Where do amino Car- acids come from? Uh, the yeast. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Uh, carbohydrates. And just in moderate amounts of alcohol is good for thinning the blood too, isn't it? A little, good, little bit good for the heart. Yeah, every six months they come out with a different they report. They change that? Them. Okay. All right. And we just have to prove them right. That's right. I'm working on it. Just stay, <laughs> stay steady. Right. Yeah. Totally working on that. All right. A uh, couple things going on now. What we've got here is Olin, who you've already met. Uh, that was Dr. Scott helping us out. He'll be here uh, quite often, I hope, to, to help us out. And uh, Olin is our guest for the week. And, and Olin is one of the owners at uh, our local homebrew shop, Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And founder. Yes. And owner, founder. Are you the founder? Uh, one of them, co-founder. You're a co-founder. Wait, wait, wait. You were in the garage by yourself, like... Packing stuff up. Put all the ad in the paper. Uh, along with my brother, Darren. And that's oh, okay. true. Yeah. We're still talking. Wait, wait, it was his garage. Yeah. We're talking about homebrew shop in the garage yeah. by himself. Where, right? he start, where he started out, yeah. Okay. It was in the potting shed first. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he, mo- he moved half the stuff to one side for you. He did. Well, let me say first, because I want to get into that and, and how you started and, and what was happening there, that uh, there are four owners right now. Is that correct? That's correct. All four confirmed that they would be here today as late as yesterday, I'll have you know. I'm doing this for you, Olin. Thank uh, you. All four said, oh, no problem. We'll be there. Don't worry about it. Uh, don't worry. They do the same thing when they have an appointment with me. <laughs> it happens every time? Oh, yeah. Uh, Olin is the sole survivor of the I Will Be There crew. And uh, and we're happy you. to have you, but uh, I sure would have liked to make fun of some of the other guys. Yeah, we can well, still make fun. Reed dogs, oh, Regan might would. be coming. So yeah, we'll, still, we'll make fun of him when he's here. We'll make fun of him when he's not. When they're not, not yeah. yeah, that's the only fun that we get. Well, Chris have. is sick. So yeah, Chris is one of the owners. He's sick today. It's okay. Uh, yeah, hey, something. He, he's hurts. got he's got a porter fermenting. He's okay. Uh, Darren's sewer blew up in his front yard, so you know, that's we wouldn't want him. We wouldn't want him here after that. That's a problem. Not in this ninety degree box. Okay, so that's fair enough. He's the one. He's legitimate. And then Regan is the other owner. And you wouldn't want Regan here anyway, so that works out well. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's exactly the reason Boy, I did want, want Regan. No, he, can, he, he, can make a, he can make a keg disappear in two hours. You'll need to have right? a special show dedicated just to Regan. I think we're going to do Dog's that. Hour. I think we are going to do yeah. that. He has good stories. Yes, he does. I don't know if we can, <laughs> I don't know if we can handle it. Um, Let's do something first before we get to the interview. I want to have a little fun with the listeners. Um, I don't know if Olin knows this, but he's given away a $20 gift certificate from Beer, Beer, and More Beer each week for the for the month of June. He knew it before. I just didn't know if he remembered it. I thought I'd surprise him. I think we talked about yeah. that. And he's also giving away a 2100 brute. No, I'm kidding. He's not giving away any brute <laughs> <Yes>. systems. <laughs> he's giving away the Beer, Beer, and More Beer truck parked in the front yard. All right. I'll be on the phone all the month of June. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, but he, he has, uh, he, Beer, Beer, and More Beer is actually our official sponsor for the month of June. They've just been awesome to us, giving us lots of support to help us get this thing going, and we, we totally appreciate it. Um, and one of the things he's also given us, like I said, is a $20 gift certificate. Now, even if you don't live out here, you can redeem this gift certificate because you can order online through Beer, uh, morebeer.com, mm-hmm. and I'll give that over and over. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it real easy. The first caller to call in gets a $20 gift certificate. That's like a whole ingredient kit right there, pretty much. A couple bucks extra. Maybe a hat, something like that. You can get a lot of stuff with 20 bucks. All right, uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines. You're going to have to get on the air and talk to me. That's the catch. You don't just get to talk to the lovely Daniela. You're going to have to come over. So uh, the number is 925-691-5897. 925-691-5897. 
Go ahead and give us a call. We'll give away 20 bucks to B3. Now, I know there's a delay, so that's going to take a little bit of time for that to come through. Right. All right. In the meantime, uh, beer, beer, and more beer, which I will call B3 from here on out because I'll get my tongue tied, uh, started in what? In your brother's garage? Is that what you're saying? He had a little potting shed behind his house, and that's where it actually started. It was about 140 square feet of space. Okay. And and how did it, you just it, you started getting supplies and selling them to friends or, or how did you advertise your garage full of your potting shed full of supplies? We put an ad in the yellow pages, which uh, for and I offered local delivery for free, and then we had actually people coming to the house, which was illegal at the time, ah. um, coming into the backyard buying homebrewing supplies and hanging out and drinking beer. I'm sure the neighbors didn't think that's what was going on. Nice. No, we had uh, police would come over yeah. on duty to pick up supplies, so they'd be pulling in and out of our house all the time. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that is totally perfect. Anytime you get the cops on your side, they're like, yeah, yeah. it's fine. You're they're like, uh, put this brown ale kit in the trunk, please. They <laughs> <laughs> right. just move the shotgun to the was side. The no, they used to come on their motorbikes, and they'd put them in the saddlebags. No way. They put brew kits in, in the, on the bike. That's beautiful. That's, we're set. <laughs> Beer is great. All right, so you started there, and then you just got so busy that you had to expand, or, or what happened? Uh, we, we started there, and we were there for two years, and uh, we used to deliver all the supplies, and we did a lot of mail order out of there. Mm-hmm. And then after about two years, we moved into our current location, which is uh, in downtown Concord. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's quite an expansion. I've been to the shop in downtown Concord, and it's it's huge. How many square feet are we talking here? Old. It's uh, about ten thousand square feet. Wow. But it's a lot of warehouse, a lot of shipping. The the showrooms probably only about a thousand square feet at that. We're working on it. It's huge. We got a caller. Is that right? We got we got a winner. All right. Winner. All right. Winner. Uh, winner. Go ahead. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Don't do it yet. There you go. All right. Go ahead and hang up that phone. Alright. Caller. Hello. Welcome to the Brewing Network. Thank you very much. What's your name? My name's Christian. Christian. I think yes. I, I think I got an email from you. Yes, you did. Christian's awesome. He had lots of good things to say. I actually meant to print out the email, but I got so busy and, and, and didn't get to do it. That's okay. If, uh, I, I called actually earlier um, because uh, for your uh, all-grand uh, advanced thing, I may have a guy for you. To do another uh, show, you mean? Yes. He's a uh, head brewer of uh, a brewing... Uh, um, uh, microbrewery here in my area. Oh, nice. Where's that at? Uh, Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Tampa Brewing Company. Tampa, Florida. Nice. We might have to do a remote broadcast. We could do that 800 number. We sure. try to do that. We'll just yeah. fly them out. Yeah, we'll just fly them out. We'll put it on B3's budget. What the hell, right? <laughs> <laughs> Free shipping. Free shipping. So you're calling us from Florida? Yes, I am. And what's the weather like out there right now? Uh, well, it, it's hot all day and then rainy at night so far lately. Okay. It can't be hotter than our studio. The only difference is not raining in the studio. Yeah, that is the only, because we're humid and hot right now. Yeah, it's it's humid right now. It just got done raining. So. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Christian, uh, being our first caller, and actually you're the you're the, the Brewing Network's first official caller. You, sh- uh-huh. you should Cheers. get extra or something. I'll try to figure out what else we can get for you. Uh, yeah, you win awesome. a $20 gift certificate to B3. And I'm going to use it. Have you ordered from them before? Um, I think I ordered some hops from them once. Okay, nice. Maybe. No, no, I didn't. You didn't? <laughs> no, so I haven't. I haven't ordered from them. All right, well, it's going to be an all-new experience for you. Yes. 20, 20 bucks is good stuff. You can get a few things. And the website oh. is morebeer.com. What, what's oh, Christian good. drinking? What are you oh, drinking good. right now? What's that? What are you drinking right now, Christian? What am I drinking right now? Yeah. I'm drinking um, kind of a hybrid. I, I made um, English brown 
uh, kind of modeled it after uh, Newcastle. Okay. But I wanted uh, a Guinness-style finish, so I kicked up the chocolate malt and the black patent malt, and I, I pretty much got it. Sounds pretty good to me. Nice. Yeah. You send cool. us some? Yeah. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> That's a good idea. Put it in yeah. the mail. Yeah, I, I can do that. Really? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll drink it. Sweet. All right, we'll, we'll yeah. rate it for you. Tell you what, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get your information, and then we'll give you our information, so you can ship us some of that. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, it goes down. It goes down uh, somewhat sweet, like a brown, but it finishes with a real chocolatey finish. It's, I really enjoy it. I got to, uh, I actually brought it up there to uh, the one guy I was talking to you about, and uh, he gave me some pretty good feedback on it. Nice. And are and, we uh, talking all grain or extract? All grain. All grain. All right. You have, and, uh, a, you have a sculpture? Um, no, I don't have. Well, I have uh, some converted uh, kegs and uh, converted uh, big loop cooler. Okay, nice. And uh, I just kind of stack it here and stack it there to get a gravity flow, and that's how I do it. Cool. Makes send us some, send us some pictures if you would. You can email them to me. Okay. And we'll post it yep. up on the website. We're going to do that for all our listeners. If you guys got kits at home, you want us to see, send them up. We'll uh, put them on our website. JPEG. All right, yeah, Christian. Stay on the line, if you would, and we're going to get sure. your information and make sure you get that $20 gift certificate. Okay. All right, cool. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Cool? All right. Sorry, that's our first time using the phone thing. We had to figure that hey, out. It worked. All right, wonderful. That guy's $20 happier than he was 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Then he got to be on the radio. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, uh, Olin's $20 less happy than he was <laughs> 10 minutes ago. But I've had a couple beers, so I'm okay. So he doesn't care. <laughs> All right. He's very generous when it comes to Beer stuff. Which is cool. We're going to be giving away some more stuff uh, throughout the show, only in, in probably just the next few minutes, so stay tuned. We'll do another call in, and we'll be giving away some some other items. Um, all right. So now you guys are in the big shop in Concord. you got uh, plenty of room and plenty of stock. How many items would you say you have in stock? We are approaching about 4,000 uh, different SKUs, for both different items. That's both beer and wine. That is both beer and wine. That's huge. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think I bought like six different items from you guys. Well, but you only uh, have 39,000. <laughs> left to go. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm working on it. <laughs> Just give me some time. All right. And now, how is it that you ended up having four owners I- I- instead of, you know, you started in the backyard there, and, th- and now you got four owners. What's the story behind that? Uh, well, I started, I started with my brother, Darren, who was kind of a silent partner who just provided me the space to work with. And then my very first customer was uh, Regan Dillon, who we were talking about a little bit earlier. Okay. And uh, he called me on the phone and said he wanted a sack of malt. Well, at that point, I, I didn't even have, like, probably 50 pounds of grain in stock altogether. Mm. So I told him, of course, I had it. And then the next day, I, I drove, like, four hours and picked it up and delivered it to his house. Okay. And I walked into Regan's house, and he had uh, he asked me if he wa- I wanted to see his setup. And I said, yeah, of course. He meant his beer setup, right? <coughs> of course. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Yeah. I'm, I'm just checking. You never know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's well, a different... Wait, yeah. Me, Regan, you never know either. Yeah. So, you want to see my setup? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you saw his setup. Yeah, we went into the back and he had a three-tier system uh, for all-grain brewing and he converted a room into a brewery and at that point I had never seen anything like that. And uh, he brought me into his garage, and in his garage he had a three-door glass cooler with 800 bottles of beer. Wow. Whoa. 800 bottles. I've, I've never seen it to this 800 day. bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what was all he? different a lot of ages. Was this all personal use he was doing? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was all – he two also days. had three beers on tap. That two, a boy. Two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two days at Regan's house. 400 each day. And he wow. just – he said, like, you know, what do you, you want to drink? And it was like you're looking at 800 bottles of beer – 
And it's like, well, do you want a porter from that I brewed two months ago? Or do you want a porter I brewed two years ago? Right. Yeah, and it was just, it was amazing. So that from that point on, I knew what was possible in homebrewing because I hadn't seen it before. Okay. Well, lo and behold, uh, a couple years later, even a year later, Regan came on as a partner. He quit his corporate job. He was an engineer, and he came on and designed some of the initial brew sculptures, was the engineer behind that. Okay. And uh, then he quit and came to work with us full time. And it was lucky because he kind of had a retirement package, so he didn't have to make money for the first couple of years, which was key. Nice. Yeah. And uh, and he still works with us today. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of nicknames now. <laughs> Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get him in here. We got these yeah. listeners to, to know what he is. I hope he shows up a little bit later. Maybe you should describe exactly what a brew sculpture is because you're saying that he came in and sort of designed those for you. And, and maybe some of our listeners yeah. have never seen one. He had been making them um, just out of scrap metals and he would take hot water heater burners. And what they are is basically setups for brewing all grain beer without having to move things around. They're on a stand. So it's, it's gravity flow. You need the, the three tanks from your, your hot water tank to your mash tun, to your boil kettle. Mm-hmm. And he would make these stands and then rip burners out of hot water heaters from the junkyard and collect kegs and cut the tops open. And so I actually, my first all-grain system I bought from him for $400 wow. and uh, started brewing all-grain beer. And so I had seen that, you know, he kind of had the experience of doing that. And when he came on, we did it at a little bit more sophisticated level. He came up, uh, did the CAD drawings and Spent a, spent months um, coming up with different designs and dimensions, and so we finally came out with a final product. Okay, and uh, that was a, a twenty gallon system that we designed for for a customer in Seattle named Dan Funk. Okay, and Dan uh, gets the honorary lifetime discount of ten percent uh, for being the first uh, sculpture customer. For being yeah. the first. Wow. I don't know what it is, but every time I hear 20 gallons today, my I just perk up. I get all excited. <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's a great thing. Yeah. Dr. Scott's rubbing Your himself like, no, in no. the wrong place, <laughs> in his no-zone. Uh, okay. All right. Well, so that's fair enough. And then that's how Regan got involved, and he still designs for you now? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, When we delivered that first system to Dan Funk, we took a road trip up because we were too cheap to pay for shipping. Uh-huh. And so it was a 16-hour drive, which at the time seemed like a, a good idea to save some money. Okay. We got on the freeway. He, he saran-wrapped the uh, the system together, so it, was, it, was, it sounded like this. <laughs> And as soon as we hit the freeway, he gets on. His idea of a road trip is to get a 32-piece thing of Kentucky Fried Chicken, put wow. it in between you two, and never stop the rest of the way. Wow. <laughs> That's great. I'd like to do one of those with him. We will. That sounds good. Yeah. One of Regan's things is you know, I like to change things, have custom this or custom that, so I'll bring it over to Regan. Regan, think we can do this or that or this? And Regan's oh, yeah, 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 answer yeah, yeah, yeah. was, yeah, 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 we can do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> That's a pat answer. Oh, yeah, 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 we can do that. Uh, I'm wondering sure. if we can, um, you know, turn my wife into a much more lenient person. What do you think about yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. we'll be yeah. done. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, we got to get him in here. Regan, I ho- he might show up later. He said he'd show up around 6.30, but uh, I'm not holding my breath. I don't know about you, John. But uh, He's got no. four minutes. That would be cool. We still have four minutes to go. All right. The question that I think everybody is waiting to hear about B3 and you, Olin, is what possessed you to sponsor us idiots? Uh, well, <laughs> I think that there's there's a need for getting information out there that's a little bit more interactive than, okay. than just the print. And so we're excited about any kind of avenue that you know is available like that. Nice. I thought you were going to say something like I had no idea I was doing it, actually, until <laughs> you said I had to show up. 
So well, that's a much better answer. I thought that sounded better. <laughs> that's cool. Thanks. Perfect. All right, I got a couple other questions. Um, what exactly does Regan do for B3 now? And I, and I asked this. I know that he designed the sculptures, but I asked this for this reason. I showed up a couple times at B3 during football season, and Regan was always working when I showed up. Well, I should say Regan working. was always there when yeah. I showed up. Working's a bad word. And so I'm just curious, what does Regan do at B3? And you're allowed to be as insulting as you want because he didn't show up. He does do some things. <laughs> Regan? Yeah. Oh, he now? Picks up goods. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen him drive the forklift. I oh, don't, yeah? I don't know where he's going, <laughs> but he's driving that forklift. And neither do the rest of the workers in the warehouse. That's, that's good. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good enough, I guess. And then you got to tell us talks about Chris. <laughs> yeah, I got to get to Chris. See, I don't know much about Chris. I got. It's hard to insult somebody. Oh, I don't he's know. a tech head. Oh, so he's a dork. Yep. No, 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 no. <laughs> tech head. He's a tech guy. head. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he's going to come in here and answer our No, no, no. He says questions. that because every time they mess something up, they run to Chris. Ah. Yeah. He, he has the answer. And now, how did Chris become involved as a partner? Uh, Chris was a friend who I met. Uh, well, actually, first was a customer, and he was visiting his uh, parents who lived down in this area, and he was going to the University of Oregon, going through business program, entrepreneurship. Uh, so came over as a customer. We met, just had a ton of things to talk about because he was into beer he was into business. Uh, we also played this obscure sport called Ultimate, and so we just had a, a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, kept in touch over time, had a lot of different ideas, and uh, eventually he got a job with NCR, mm -hmm. quit that job with NCR to come work with us. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> and uh, came and actually lived with my parents in a room, made no money, so he quit a good job with NCR right. and um, to, to do what he wanted to do, and, and that was kind of, you know, control his own destiny. That's a good idea. Beer That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit my job. Uh, I don't have anywhere to live. Beer found you, I might You're can, set. Can I move into your parents' room, too? <laughs> they got one available. <laughs> think about that, Owen. I'll they talk to them. All right. Do that for me if you would. <laughs> Thanks. I'm quitting next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about a little bit about yourself? How many batches of beer would you say you've brewed in your life, roughly? Um, I was much more prolific at, at a younger age, mm -hmm. um, but I'd probably say, I don't know, 150. 150. Okay. Have you ever brewed on a Mr. Beer kit? I have not. You have not. Okay. Um, <laughs> of all four of the owners, who would you say drinks the most? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr. Scott excluded? Yeah, don't, don't say it. <laughs> no, no, no. I know who it is. You know who it is. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we. there's any question. There's no question. Of course. <laughs> at all. It's Mr. Regan Dillon. It's got to be well, Regan, he, isn't it? Yeah, because okay. he's, he's older. He's had more experience at it. Okay. Yeah. And if we, those, that, those 800 bottles of beer, they're not there anymore. <laughs> they're gone. They're off the wall. <laughs> That's two days. And you're married. Is that right, Olin? <laughs> I am married. How did getting married affect your beer drinking career? Um, it cut down on it, actually. <laughs> Amazing Weird. as that is to hear. <laughs> How does that happen? Weird. Yeah, and I'm sure the uh, a lot of the listeners out there can uh, relate to that. Right. Yep. Don't worry, we're going to start a movement here. Yeah, we are. It's going to be we're like... bring them back. Yeah. Move my beer glass to my mouth. That's our movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually, John and I were talking about it yesterday and decided that wives and girlfriends all across the country are going to hate our guts for, you know, creating something else to spend more time on beer with, you know. But hey, what are you going to do? I have a good story about a wife. Go for Tell it. Tell us. Okay. Yeah. We had a customer who called in and wanted to buy a brew sculpture and wanted to spend about $3,000 
but he couldn't tell his wife, so he <laughs> he had this credit card that she never knew about. Right. And <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he was going to charge this system to a credit card that his wife didn't know about, but he had to explain how it was going to show up at his doorstep. <laughs> so he told his wife that he had won a contest. <laughs> and oh, nice. My God. Yeah, he'd won a contest, and he was going to get a free sculpture. Right. So he uh, told his, convinced one of the guys at the shop to call him <laughs> back and tell him, you know, yeah, it is so and so. This is uh, Chris from More Beer, and da 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 da. And you've you've won this free system. So he <laughs> puts the phone great. down and tells his wife, "Honey, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> nice." And then he called back two weeks later when he lost his job and had to uh, cancel it. So I don't know how he explained that to his wife. Oh right. Oh no. <laughs> they gave it away and took it back. Yeah. Wow. Well, my wife. That crush. My me. wife's the one that gave me my first brew kit for it, Christmas. Silly. Is that right? She curses that day. Ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm still lucky. My girlfriend gave me my first brew kit. And, and she's, she's still here. She's still happy about it, yes. She's helping. She supports the Brewing Network. And that's why you're and, on the radio uh, right now, too. Right. Give it another six months. Okay. So, and then uh, we'll see if she's pissed at me then. <laughs> she drinks beer. She drinks beer. She's German as well and, and drinks good German beer. Better beer than I used to drink, actually. Okay. How about... Uh, can you name a favorite craft brew? It doesn't have to be your favorite, and, and we're not talking about plugging a brewery, just something you like to buy and drink. Um, well, I guess I'd preface that with saying that generally my favorite brews are homebrewed beers. Okay. Um, just because some of the, the great brewers, it's the freshest samples. They get to do whatever they want, use the best ingredients, not skimp on anything. Um, so the, the top guys like John and Dr. Scott here, their beers are excellent, mm. but going for craft beers, um, I like the lineup from EJ fair. Mm -hmm. I like uh Lagunitas IPA. Nice. That uh, is a good sure. IPA. Yeah. Um, some of the beers from Firestone, yeah. uh, Russian Firestone Walker, the great Russian river, the Russian river. The so broken. it's hard to say like, you know, a certain beer, but from those brewers, anything across the board, you know, is going to be. Full of character, and nice. it's going to be good. And Brewery Amagon, um, some of their Belgians are great. I like those. Amagon. We get those in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm definitely a Russian River fan, a Lagunitas fan. I like mm -hmm. that. Just became a Firestone fan after I had that lager. That was real good. Yeah. I'd like some people to uh, call in uh, later today or later, write in whatever. Um, these are all West Coast breweries, so some East Coast breweries making good beer would be good to list on the show and name, too. We'll get them there soon. I had one in New York. I think it was uh, Saratoga, something like that, some Saratoga. It was really good. It was cheap, too. Craft beers on the East Coast, I notice, are much cheaper than buying craft beers here. You actually pay about the same amount, sometimes less, for craft beer than you do Budweiser on the East. Why is that? I don't know. I think because it's not as popular. I'm not going to speak for the East. Um, my family lives out there, so I've been there quite a bit. My assumption is that it's not as popular, and they need to cut the price to sell it. Right. You know? I think uh, I would. my guess would be that among our listeners, uh, it's very popular. Hmm. Um, what did you I, drink? I wouldn't mind some feedback back on that. I just was trying to... I don't remember the names of them. I've tried several, though, and I just don't remember the names. Very different beers. A lot less hoppy. Um, you get bitterness, but you don't get hoppiness as much as we do. Uh, you know, half the West Coast is hopheads, probably oh, more yeah. than that. Definitely. Um, but you do still get bitter beers, so to me it's interesting that they have... A, you know, you can get a, 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 an IPA there, but you're not tasting the hops out of it. It's, it's just... It's a really bitter, pale kind of... Um, all good. I, I liked uh, quite a bit of it. There was one that I tried tried called Ten Penny Ale that tasted just like that, like it had ten pennies in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old, old pennies. Yeah, a friend of mine was raving about it, so I tried it. It was all right, you know. 
And minus like the pennies. spit it all over him. I didn't spit it all over him. It had a nice uh, growler that it was in, so, you know, it looked good. What can you do? Two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I would like to ask about homebrew shops in general, Olin, uh, because I think as a homebrew community, uh, I'm curious, uh, do homebrew shops work together, or is it highly competitive? Do you guys consider yourselves sort of outside of each other? No, I mean, I would say that we work together quite a bit uh, from a standpoint of we support a lot of local shops. And, I mean, the local shops, your, your local homebrew shop is kind of the front lines. They're the ones who are there to answer your questions, to get new people into the hobby which is kind of key to to keep this business going right so we try to send you know if people live near a local shop we we support that local shop if they want to buy a sculpture we'll sell it to the shop and the shop can sell it to the person um but you know then i think we we fill a niche where we will have supplies on stock that that they can't afford to carry because they wouldn't be able to sell enough of them okay and then we even work with you know some of the other larger competitors uh we're on first you know, terms with them and and talk to them quite a bit. Okay, so everyone's trying to help the industry grow in it's general. It's all about the beer. Yeah, that's good news. That's what you should do, I suppose. Um, okay, now I've heard rumors that B three, particularly the four owners, have officially brewed beers in both the highest altitude ever and also the lowest altitude ever. Is that true? Absolutely. In North America. In North America, is that well? True? In the continental United States. So is that to say that other countries have brewed beers at higher no, altitudes? Just, they haven't been to Everest or McKinley. But there has not been a, a beer brewed higher than where they went. Probably. Is and that safe to say? And where did you go? Mount Whitney. To Mount Whitney. At uh, 14,700 some feet, I think. Wow. Now, call me silly, <laughs> but this seems to silly. me like one of those Guinness Book of World Records things where like a guy goes, I'm going to you know, stack the most donuts on my head than anybody has ever done. There's not a real point to brewing the highest gra- uh, you know, altitude beer other than the fun of it. Is that correct? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely not correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we uh, we don't even turn it in. We don't even really care about the record. It's just for fun. It's okay. just brewing. It's uh, getting together and doing, having an adventure. And was there something different about brewing at that altitude aside from the lack of oxygen? Yeah. I mean, uh, to see Regan <laughs> suffer for that long was great. <laughs> nice. How'd he handle it? <laughs> There's uh, pictures on the website of him with a little oxygen cylinder and a mask okay. um, to be wow. able to go up. That's but, uh, more he, he beer. He much better at low altitude than he did at high altitude. Yeah. And I had to carry his pack for a mile, but that's that's never written about anywhere, but I'll mention it here. <laughs> Very <laughs> it's nice. worldwide. Sissy. And, uh, and Wart boils at 187 degrees on the top of Mount Whitney in case anyone's interested is that right 187 nice so you save energy you do all right it's a good idea well, yes or no it has to yeah. boil longer yeah ah how long did you boil for we boiled for about 30 minutes because you don't want to stay up there too long because the weather can change pretty quick so. uh, okay and did you drink the beer afterward we did and it was excellent it really? was one of our first experiments of first wort hopping which was big news at that time about five years ago and uh, that's where you put the hops into the boil kettle when you're sparging and okay. some of those those compounds get locked up with some of the malt compounds before it ever goes into the boil process. Gotcha. And uh, we just recently then brewed the low elevation beer, which was where um, in Death Valley. Okay. And we drank some of the beer from Mount Whitney, 
which was seven years old, <laughs> and the beer was still good. It Is was that pale right? ale. So, I mean, it was kind of interesting. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Seven year old. So, now, so you weren't storing it at Regan's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or mine. <laughs> we <laughs> stored it in Mike Rose's uh, refrigerator, which he said was stored perfectly for seven years, except for one week during the winter when it went out. Uh, wow. That's okay. Yeah, it was still good. <laughs> it's wintertime. What yeah. time of year were you in Death Valley doing this? Uh, this was last April. April. Yeah, for the 10th ten, anniversary of more beer, we decided to brew the low-elevation beer. Okay. Yep. Was it scorching hot outside? Um, it wasn't too bad yet. It was in the 80s. It was pleasant. Okay. Uh, we brewed out in the salt flats. Yeah. Uh, so it was pristine white with mountains that go straight up on either sides and blue sky. So it was very nice. pretty spectacular surrounding. What is the exact elevation then that that was at? Um, negative 286 feet. Is it really? Yeah. All right. So they have, they have a sign way up on the cliff that says sea level. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. I'd be cool just to be there. It's head rush. Yeah, that was pretty much the deal. It was, uh, it was cool just to be there. All right. I'm going to challenge my listeners to be the first person to brew underwater. <laughs> All right. Outer space. We'll put you on if you can do that. We that have a customer, awesome. Eric Seversyke, somewhere out there that uh, works on a sub, and he said at some point he, he wants to, to brew on a submarine. That's oh, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Why not? There's no beer on that sub anyway. You have to brew it. got beer shirt. Okay. I'm going to get back to the interview in a second. I want to try a little bit of trivia. we got some more stuff to give away. Uh, so I'm going to ask the listeners a trivia question. And then I'm also going to ask Olin some trivia questions because uh, you can't just own a homebrew shop and not know some stuff. So we're going to test you and see what's going on in that noggin of yours. Um, all right. The question for the listeners is, and a first one to call in obviously gets it. It's 925-691-5897. And that is, why are base malts convertible, but crystal malts are not? Dr. Scott, you're excluded. Employees of the station don't get to win prizes. (laughs) Uh, We're going to give away a uh, more beer t-shirt, a beer, beer, and more beer t-shirt. So why are base malts convertible, but crystal malts are not? And that's 925-691-5897. And uh, if you can get the answer right, which... I guess we have the right answer here, so we'll know it. We'll try to we pull should, a fast one on us. We should probably clarify what our base malts. Go ahead. Like Tiro, Munich, Vienna, Pilsner Malt, Maris Otter. Okay. Anything else? Good. That's good. And then crystal malts, crystal malts are? Anything steepable, which is... Uh, uh, Got to be on the microphone there. Hang on. Anything steepable that you can just put in there and uh, put in the hot water. Okay. That you don't have to use a mash. Gotcha. More for color and... No, more for flavor. Okay. And, the, well, a lot of the darker ones were color, too. Okay. All right. But they, they don't need to be mashed. Okay. All right, so while we're waiting for that, I'm going to ask Olin a trivia question, which means I need my trivia questions back. Here we go. Okay. Uh, 691-5897, that is, 925 area code. Okay, Olin, Mr. More Beer. Does the gauge of stainless steel matter... When using a brew kettle with direct flame. And I wish I had the Jeopardy music for you. Do, 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 you. do, 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 do. <laughs> um, In my opinion, no, it doesn't matter too much because if you're cooking food, then the gauge of the stainless matters. But if you're cooking liquid and the liquid is moving around on the inside, you might have a little problems with scorching on the bottom of the kettle if you have a really high BTU flame that's in a certain spot, like a... They don't have them too much anymore, but just a jet burner. But if you have a ring burner mm-hmm. and you have a thin gauge pot, 
it's not really going to make a difference. It won't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good answer. That's pretty good. Problem with that is I don't know the right answer, so I think whatever he That's said was fine. That's why we asked fine. him. Okay. <laughs> but this one, we do know the right answer. So, Mr. Smarty Pants, what is the preservative that keeps White Lab's yeast alive in the vial during harsh temperature periods? The preservative. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a caller. You can go ahead and think about that. You're lucky. And let's, uh, she's got to take all the information anyway. You don't get to think about it. You have to keep going. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, th- they pack it with the, the wort. So in a way, that's the preservative and the nutrients that's in that. Um, and that's all I know about. It keeps it alive. Jonathan, are we going to accept that answer? Uh, well, I, I heard. I thought it was glycerol. Mm. That they actually put they glycerol put a, in the yeah. vial. I don't know about that. Well, I'll, I'll talk to Chris White next I thought, time I see him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we need Chris White to call up right now. Yeah. Confirm this. All right. He's probably listening. Yeah. I'm going to go with John just because I want Olin to have a little a little heat on him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I think we got our caller for the first question. Is that right? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Let's uh, get the caller on here. Caller. Yes. What's your name? Derek. Derek, what's happening? Not a whole lot. How you doing? I'm doing real good. What are you drinking? Drinking a, uh, a Stone IPA clone. Oh, nice. Did you make yeah, it? Yeah, I did. All right. And where all are you calling green. from? San Diego. San Diego. Oh, you made it all green, too. Oh, yeah. All right. Are you a member of Quaff? I am not a member of Quaff. Okay. We, uh, my brew partners and I uh, started our own little own little brew club. Okay. Do you want to... We'd rather have three or four people drinking our beer than thirty or forty of us. Thirty or forty drinking our beer and yeah, I'm with you. Two or three brewing. That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't like. To, I don't mind sharing it with a couple people, but uh, it gets a little crazy when you got thirty. Yeah. Uh, and the wife, Did wife you? wouldn't be real crazy about that either. Yeah, that's true. People over your house all the time. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys uh, have you named your club or you're just hanging out and drinking? We are the uh, we are the North Park Brewers. North Park Brewers. I, I know that name for actually maybe I think did we send a mailer to you guys? Yeah, you did. Oh, cool. That's how I know the name. All right, very good. So the North Park Brewers. Okay, do you have the answer to why base malts are convertible but crystal malts are not? The enzymes mm-hmm. would uh, would either determine whether they are convertible or not. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I guess that's that's about all I have. Dr. Scott, what do you think about that answer? Judges? I, I, he's, 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 on. he's on the right track. He's, on track. he's partially right, though. Maybe you can goad him along a little bit. Okay. okay. Uh, it does have to do with the enzymes. Is yes, that correct? Right. But okay. They all, they all start out with enzymes. Right. Okay. Well, it, the temperature at which they would be converted or destroyed would, would definitely fall into play. Okay. Uh, I, I guess that's all I have. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'm not sure I like the question, the way it was, was put. Okay. Ah, so it could be our fault. All right. I, I, I'm right. going to put it on your shoulders. Yes, it's his we fault. We think he gets a free shirt. Yeah, okay. I, I would give a free shirt. I, I don't like the way the question was. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I, I, I think the question should be, why don't crystal malts need to be mashed or converted? What do you think about that, Derek? Why don't they need to be mastered? You don't have to answer because, it. You just have to say Because the enzy- enzymes would be gone. Well, it's, I mean, beca- it's, it's because they've already been converted because they've already been stewed. Right. When, when, they, when they've, they've already been converted when they made the crystal malt. Yeah. Where the base malts haven't been. Yeah. So that would have been a better question. And, and 
little less confusing. Yeah. Thanks, so, Justin. So at but, this point, Derek, a simple stop asking stupid questions is going to get you a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. I think you get hey, the T-shirt. You know I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right. And the, the better question here is, are you going to send us some of that stone IPA? Ah, the stone clone. What do you think about that? Can we get some of that? Oh, yeah. All Without right. a doubt. Well, then, let me check the keg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't promise anything before you check the keg. Well, should you be able to spare a, a 22 ounce or so, uh, we'll give you our address. Maybe you could ship it up to us. I'd, I'd be more than willing to do that. I think oh, our well, listeners are starting to figure out that we only started the Brewing Network so that we could get, get free, free beer, beer. <laughs> across the country, right? Okay. Uh, Derek, thank you very much for calling. Thank you, Derek. Not a problem. And Thanks. keep tuning in. Uh, we'll be giving away some more stuff. Daniela is going to take down your info, so hang on a second. Outstanding. All right. There we go. Hang on. Let me end it over here. You got it? All right. Cool. So Derek just won a beer, beer, and more beer t-shirt. I got one more thing to give away. So oh, we, we forgot to ask him what size. All right. Ask him what size he needs, Daniela. Maybe we should make a bet on what size shirt Derek needs. Yeah. He's, a home, a, small. he's a home brewer, <laughs> he's and he's, he's drinking an IPA, right? So you want a tea or a wife beater? <laughs> Good question there, Cut off too. The sleeves. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm not going to go over XL. I don't think his voice was deep enough. No. I'm going to say XL. Well, we, no, we should ask him how long he's been brewing. Yeah. That will definitely correlate with right. the size of T-shirt he's going to need. Daniela, could you please ask him how if long he he's been brewing? We're going to find this out here. Hang on, hang on. He's thinking about it. Ah, uh, okay. One and a half months. Oh, uh, wow. Large. All right, yeah, I'm dropping down to a large. <laughs> yeah. Very okay. good. Ah, there you go. Okay. That is a key question. You're right, Dr. Scott. Thank you. Okay, what else do I have here for Ole? All right, I got it. And your email address is? All right. I like to call things that happen that aren't necessarily supposed to happen when you're drinking, drinking accidents. Could you please give us a drinking accident that you have had? Uh, for example... Uh, a good accident? Like I got a serendipity? No. Okay. Like I've got a scar on my hand because I burnt myself with a lighter in a drinking accident. On purpose, mind you, mm. because I, in my drunken stupor, thought it was going to be real cool. And mm. uh, it wasn't until the next morning that I discovered it wasn't cool at all. And it's still not cool. So, what kind of drinking accidents could you describe? Anyone would be good. Getting married doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> Took <laughs> that right out of me. <laughs> How about a near accident? Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, so we, we uh, got a forklift at work, and we decided one night we used to stay late and, you know, drink some of the product. Right. And so we'd be driving around. Regan decides that he's going to drive around the forklift, and Chris and I are going to get on the forklift, and uh, we've had more th- more than a few beers. He's going to ride the Russian suicide. Yeah, chair. so we think he's going to like is crazy. By the way, he's going to like lift us up. We're going to go around. He lifts us up to 17 feet, oh. and then proceeds to haul ass around the parking lot. <laughs> oh no! Goes <laughs> like hanging on to a pallet. To- yeah. So, are you standing on top of the forks or hanging from below the, the forks? Well, there was a pallet, so we were standing oh, on that, on but pallet. we were hanging on for dear life. So that was a, a near accident. That could have been a near. F- yeah, that's a fatal accident. We're talking there. Yeah, because uh, with Regan driving the forklift, you never know what he's going yeah, to hit. I told he's you, running into a few things. Forklift. Yeah, yeah. 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 He does like that. Yes. What he, about you, Dr. Scott? You got a drinking accident? Okay. You know, brewing accident? Two kids. The thing, yeah. The, the <laughs> <laughs> right. Brewing accident would be fine, well, too. Well, we can switch to I that. I always seem to burn myself at least once. Okay. And the, 
I forgot to close one of the valves when I was changing the hoses on my system. Yeah. Which was one of the, that's my old system. So one of my stipulations with my new system was, I don't want to change a freaking hose. Okay. Can you do that? Oh, yeah, 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 doctor, we can do that. <laughs> that's vegan. So I've got valves and stuff, so I don't have to do that anymore. But I had for, I had my Whirlpool going. Yeah. I needed to change out so I could run it through the cooler to the chiller. And I forgot to close one of the valves, and I unhooked it. Oh. And the hot wort went right down my leg and into my shoe. Oh, oh no. And... I got it off my leg, but it was still in my shoe, and I couldn't get my shoe off fast enough, and my sock, too. Oh, it was in your shorts. This was before your chiller, oh, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, now I don't have to change the hoses. I just change valves now. Gotcha. Now, as much of an accident as that is, as Olin pointed out, you just missed the uh, your nose zone. Which yes, is, I did. Which is very nice <laughs> that you did that. I'm going to enter my brewing career right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll explain that to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the beer that did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you have to stop brewing. Oh, no. See, honey? There's other ways to not have kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, Regan just called. Oh, is that right? He's crossing the uh, Benicia Bridge. Ah, so he he's, could he's be He's in here. the zone. He's, he's on, on the zone. He's, he's got 10 minutes got to ten. get here. Regan. <laughs> Regan. <laughs> right. Maybe he brought the forklift. <laughs> he, he probably is driving the forklift over the Benicia Bridge right now. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. It looks like we might run just a little over seven, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got one more giveaway to do. We're going to talk a little more to Olin, and uh, maybe Regan will have made it. Do we have internet police that say we can't run over? We don't. Oh, okay. We don't have any internet police. You you can say what you want. You can do what you want. You can stay as long as you want. I'm just worried about, can we talk longer than seven? Or we we can. It's not a problem to talk longer than seven. Uh, you don't want to start to bore people, but you can definitely talk uh, longer than seven. If we haven't seven. done that already. <laughs> yeah, but we can stay <laughs> All right, so give us a quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. Thanks for tuning in. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. All right, we're back, kids. Uh, last little segment of the show we got for you. Uh, lots of good stuff happened in the chat room, by the way. People are liking it. Some people don't like the music. Some people do. Got a request for some Patsy Klein, which I, I have to admit I'm going to have to uh, dig that up for you. I don't have any yet, but but I'll work on it. Um, other requests for uh, different music for, for different days of the week. We could probably work on that. I, I was sure. I was thinking about it, you know. So what would it be? Monday rock, Tuesday less rock, Wednesdays more rock. I'm just kidding. We could totally change it up for everybody. Um, you should keep posting your comments in the forum or to our suggestions. And um, majority kind of rules with the Brewing Network. So uh, we're, we're going to try to accommodate the most people that we can. Obviously, we can't make everybody happy. Um, couple questions in there about beer radio, which used to be a radio station. It may still be. I'm uh, The last I heard, though, uh, they got canceled. They were out of Boston, and they did some Internet streaming and I think even some FM radio. Um, but I tried to look into them to see what was happening, and I, I, I really couldn't find a stream anywhere. Everything said uh, non-existent. So can't answer that question for you guys for sure, but um, that's all I know about it. Um, what else? I'm trying to add more party music for you guys, too. I think people like that. Uh, people like the Sublime I just played. That's good. And, I don't know, the more you guys communicate, the more this becomes your station. So, like I said, please keep it up, and you've, you've been awesome so far. 
All right, so we're still back here with Olin and, of course, Dr. Scott and Johnny P., and we even got Flo back at the desk here with us, Flo. so maybe we'll get a little more uh, German input on what's happening in the beer world. Uh, oh, hey, wait, hang on, Doc. My bad. I turned you guys off. They're not on purpose. Go ahead, Dr. Scott. I still turned you off. Where are you? Go for it. Yeah, nothing, huh? Try now. Nope. Uh oh, Johnny. Maybe the beer did actually affect the mixer. Anybody else's microphone we over didn't there work? Fall into the mixer, Johnny. Ah, Olin's working. Yeah, let's not talk about. I think somebody sabotaged your microphone, Doctor Scott. Yeah, try those plugs. Probably poured water on this one up here. Well, not water, was it? Nope. Try it now. Nothing. Full beer. Okay, I think your microphone's full of beer. You're gonna have to share. No, what I was trying to say is, uh, we're trying to get Flo to. Lead us in some uh, German beer drinking songs. Oh, not a bad idea. Oh, Ray Regan's here. Oh, Regan just walked in the studio, too. (laughs) Hey, glad you could make it, Regan. All right. He looks as happy as we are to see him. Let's get him some headphones. Not not quite as happy. Uh, Hey, we promised we didn't say anything good about you while you weren't here, Regan. Uh, Uh, we're just getting in. him situated. He's having a seat. Uh, this is one of the other owners of the of uh, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, just in case you guys hadn't listened earlier. He's uh, grabbing a drink of beer. You know, first thing is first. And uh, John has so graciously given up his microphone so that we can uh, talk to the old Regan. Regan, where the hell have you been? Well, <coughs> I've been in uh, Northern California looking for a piece of property. Oh, okay. <coughs> Trying to spend a little money. Well, one huh? that'll have him. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, you know, like 40 acres up off the grid someplace. Okay, yeah. so you can go hide away and brew beer? You bet. Rumor has it that not only do you drink, uh, uh, brew more beer than anybody, but you drink more beer than anybody. Well, yes, and that probably is um, something that's more of a rumor than actual fact. Uh-huh. I um, I get up fairly early in the morning, and I don't drink beer for breakfast. Okay. But, um, but maybe yeah. for brunch? Yeah, brunch is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> this, right. is, this is complete BS, <laughs> by the way. Now, I asked the question earlier, Regan, and I asked the question, what exactly does Regan do for B3? And the reason I asked that is because during football season, I made a couple visits to uh, to B3, and uh, you had a remote control in one hand and a beer in the other. <laughs> well, there is that. Uh, football is uh, one of my passions, and... Seeing it every Sunday is quite fun, actually. Yeah, I agree. It's and it's, you know, if you work Sunday, you've got to watch the game. It's right. What better place to watch the game, as a matter of fact? With a beer in one hand and, yeah, the controls <laughs> in the other. Okay. Well, it's okay because I helped myself uh, to whatever I needed in the shop and gave you a good wave and you said, see you later. <laughs> and that's the way we do that a lot. Because I have a, a photographic memory and I know how much you owe me. You owe me seven fifty. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. That's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> I got no more than seven fifty. <laughs> no, we're really happy that that you made it. Uh, I know you were a bit busy and, and happy that you stopped by. Um, I want to ask you a few questions about B three. I've been asking Olin. I'll still ask you both, but um, maybe you can you, you have some insight for us. Um, as successful entrepreneurs, the two of you, why on earth would you hire John Plisse? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't hire him, so maybe Olin can answer that. <laughs> uh, anything to say about that, Olin? I saw John play the drums. 
That was the first time I ever met him. And you knew he could make good beer. That was good enough. Yeah. Well, you know, you just uh, you have a connection, and uh, that's all it takes. Okay. All right. Thank that's you. true. That's how I got together with John, too. We, uh, he played drums in a band I played in also, and I thought he was all right. And uh, then I needed some beer stuff, so I thought he was a lot better. <laughs> and then now here we are. <laughs> no, John, I'm going to keep picking on you, but you're, you're, you're okay. You know. Thanks. Uh, okay. What's the best gift that B3 has ever given to an employee? I was thinking <coughs> well, besides employment? Besides yeah. employment, which is – that doesn't work, John. Um, it, that's interesting you should say something like that because – I've gotten great gifts from B3. Um, I have the only red T-shirt. Ah, oh, very nice. <laughs> I have the only yellow T-shirt. Right. So I have, and they're all embroidered. They're really nice. And um, yeah, I've gotten great gifts. Okay. So only lots of respect and he for you. In them sometimes. <laughs> you look like you might have slept in that one. Yeah, last night. <laughs> uh, it's not just Olin that smells on that side of the table. That's correct. <laughs> no. Okay. He doesn't smell that bad. Okay, uh, how about this one? And and you don't have to answer this one, but you do have to laugh and humor me at least. Uh, if you had to fire one employee, yourselves included, who would it be? Ooh, the serious look on Owen's face means that he actually has a name, but knows he can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> you should bring that up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Actually, there's a couple of people that could be let go quite easily, and um, one of them left uh, Friday was her last day. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And yeah. nobody was sad about that? Well, <clears throat> she took every Tuesday off ill, and it seems yeah. kind of odd. Uh-huh. She only works part-time, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, Tuesday's a tough day, Regan. Yeah. So you've got to have some sympathy, you yeah. know? All right. So she was working part time, and and um, and she was good about going because um, she knew she was has this illness, whatever it is, and uh-huh. so she was happy. Tuesday, it was called lack Tuesday of I, no Tuesday itis. Yeah, lack of work ethic itis. Is that it? Uh, bottle flu. <laughs> yeah, I think one of your owners had the bottle flu today, didn't he? Didn't Chris have the bottle flu? Is that why he's not here? That's correct. I thought so. I thought so. Regan had the bottle flu, and he still showed up. <laughs> That's right. Well, he's nursing it right Chronic with him. <laughs> yeah, one bottle after another. Right. It is chronic. When's the last time that you brewed, Regan? Um, it was uh, three weeks ago. And um, what was it? I brewed a porter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many gallons did you brew? I brewed five gallons. Okay. It was an extract batch. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you uh, left your system alone and went back to the stove, huh? Yeah, well, I did it at work, actually, for a class, <laughs> okay. teach a class at work. Perfect. See, yeah. I told you, John, you guys don't work. That is not a job. <laughs> oh, I got to go and brew beer today. <laughs> I got to go teach people how to brew beer today. This is awesome because John doesn't have a microphone in front of him. He gave it up to Regan. So yeah, I can thank just you, keep, John. I can thank keep you. talking, and, and uh, he'll get me back later, I'm sure. All right. I didn't ask. This one is a serious one. I didn't ask uh, Olin this before. It's a good question. I want to know what you guys love about homebrew, and I want to know what you love about the homebrew industry. So two questions in one there. Go ahead, Olin. Thanks, Regan. I like the uh, the creativity, um, being able to – it's one of the best hobbies where you can actually make something and be creative and be artistic, but then you get to drink it at the end. And uh, ultimately, that's the, the best part about homebrew. Can't beat that. Yeah. Regan, anything to add? Um, 
the technology is what I enjoyed, and that's why Olin asked me to come on, is he didn't sell any equipment, and I've designed all the equipment that we sell. Okay. And it's quite fun um, being able to get input from customers and say that they would like their system to do this, and you go, hmm, I can do that. And, right. And create it for them. And so it's really rewarding. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 we can do that. Yeah, the rumor, uh, <laughs> the yeah, rumor yeah. around the whole show has been that your answer is always, oh, yeah, 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 we can do that. <laughs> Give us one of those. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I didn't even ask him to design my system a little shorter. Ah, because uh-huh. I'm short. Gotcha. And he just did. Did he really? <laughs> nice. Could you just... Oh, take, th- thanks, by the way. <laughs> just leave out a weld or two. I'm a little short. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, we, it, it's a lot of fun being able to adapt because we know the customers that come into the shop. And people give us lots of input when they ask for things. Okay. All right. So is it safe to say, then, if someone went on to, to, to the More Beer site and checked out your sculptures and was interested in one and they called you up, would you custom make a sculpture, or do you only sell the systems that you have? We've we've customized them all the time for someone who's handicapped, who needed uh, special requirements. Okay. Customize that system. So, I mean, we actually weld them on site, so we have the ability to do anything that we want to do for okay. the customer that's gotcha. needed. So, I mean, we have set systems that over the last seven years have kind of been defined by the customers. Okay. But we can still modify them on the fly. All right. And is that something, uh, Regan, that uh, that you're happy about modifying because you get to uh, experiment a little more or, or you, you kind of want to say piss off? Um, most of the customers have good ideas. Some of the customers, oh, how can I make this sound good? Um, you don't have, have to interesting do that. ideas, I guess. <laughs> okay. And um, interesting ideas... We've already experienced like um, a, a whirlpool with a pump in your pot. It just doesn't function very well because we don't have big enough pumps. Gotcha. So we can discourage them from those types of things because we've actually done most of the things that people have asked for now. Right. And uh, all the good ones are in our systems. What's the most challenging piece of beer technology you've had to build for someone? <laughs> uh, um Olin and I had this discussion about when I came on. I said, well, I'd like to make this five-gallon system. And Olin goes, no, you, make, you need to make a 10-gallon system. Mm-hmm. So then he found his 20-gallon pot, and he says, you got to make a system for this. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. it's always one thing after another, okay. and uh, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many days a week are you working on beer for B3? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Be I used honest. to run the shop in the old days, but... <clears throat> Now that John's there. Uh, yeah, John, yeah, he's a <laughs> darn <guys>. shop guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I pretty much drive the truck, and uh, Darren and I are doing improvements all the time to the uh, rearranging things, retagging and moving products around, and so that's pretty much what I do now. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Would you guys concur, concur or you have no idea what Regan does, do you? I, I do. Yeah? You yeah. concur? Forklift. Uh-huh. Loads <laughs> up stuff, drives a truck. Okay, you know. official taster. Official, official taster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to have the taster. How, yeah. do you, how do you get? The, can I apply for official taster? Uh, mm-hmm. You have to put in seven years, like reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hang out for a while. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I got one more thing to give away while we're on the air, so I need to ask one of these trivia questions. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught it during the break. We had our first in-studio spill, which I think is why one of the microphones doesn't work now. But whoops, we'll fix that. Nothing a little hair dryer can't fix. It'll be fine. Um, do I have another? Uh, I got a tough one. I don't know if our, aunt, our uh, uh, this is a creative one. We had actually designed this for Regan. Um, then let him answer. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like a loaded question. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. 
How do you drink eight gallons and wake up for work in the morning? No, I just made that up because I know the answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Take a, a vitamin, one of those um, multivitamins and go. And go, and you're fine. <laughs> well, you just don't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> now, the question actually is, but now i got to figure out, now if I don't have a trivia question, maybe one of you guys from B3 can come up with a nice question for the listeners. So why don't you think about that while I, and you too, Dr. Scott, you can think of a good question, because um, we've got one more thing to give away. So this one then is for Regan, uh, and it's from John, I'll have you know. Oh, uh, thank you, John. How do you, you're welcome. How do you convert a propane burner into a natural gas burner? Oh, take it. Well, deeper. yeah, oh, because you can't. <laughs> it's a trick question. It John. is because you have to actually change each jet burner because they're ported out with a larger hole for natural gas because it doesn't have as much um, heat. Uh, you can't get as many BTUs out of it as propane. Okay. So you have to have a bigger jet, and we just replace them. We don't drill them out anymore. We used to drill them out, but. So you guys actually do take propane burners and, and then make them how you need to yep. to be uh, natural yep. gas. Okay. Yep. All right. John, you sneaky little bastard <laughs> trying to catch Regan on that yeah, one. He's sharp, I tell you. He's well, you got to be sharp to keep up with these kids, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what is the average age of, of employee at your shop there? What would you, could you Could you average that out, Olin? What do you think? 25. I would say I think so too because when I go in there, I'm surprised and and elated about the amount of young people that work at B3. And I'm thinking, see, we're doing okay. There's nothing wrong with our generation. Look at them. They're working in the beer store. (laughs) (laughs) Regan brings up the average. Yeah. (laughs) You got to have the old guy. You got to have the old guy. He's a token guy. Right. Right. Uh, If any of you live on the West Coast, you always know when Regan's coming, you can't miss his truck. Uh, the front of it's on fire. The back of it's the size of a building. And uh, morebeard.com's on the back too. Yeah, morebeard.com's on the back. But you gotta have a big truck, I guess, if you're a, you're a mountain you're guy. A beer stud. Well, yeah, I'm looking for this great piece I, of property. I didn't think that was the reason he needed a big truck. <laughs> <laughs> and you need a four wheel drive to get up there. So I, you know, gotta have the right vehicle. I gotcha. So you wouldn't be caught dead in say a Toyota Prius. Uh, no, okay. but I do have a Harley. Okay, well, fair enough. That's, yeah, that's fun. It's about the same size, actually, and it seats just as many. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, have we come up with a trivia question between Dr. Scott and, and Olin over there for our, for our listeners at home? You got yes. one? Okay, yes. go ahead. What is the predominant hop in Sierra Nevada? Oh, good question. All right, so that might be for our West Coast guys. Although Sierra's all over, so... Uh, all over. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's 925-691-5897. What's the predominant hop used in Sierra Nevada? Pale ale, I'm sure we're talking about here. Uh, while we're waiting for that to get through, because there's a, a, a little delay... Um, by the way, Christian, who won the $20 gift certificate earlier, is just saying thanks a lot. Uh, he's in the chat room saying what's up. Uh, I just want to say to our listeners, uh, we did have some issues with the amount of people that could tune in this week. If you weren't listening in the beginning, we are going to try our best to fix it next week. Bandwidth is expensive, and we're going to try to buy some more so that more people can tune in. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, tell your friends to tune in. Uh, we're also we're trying to get more sponsors to help us out, and we're hard at work at that. So 
the, the better we can do, the more listeners we can accommodate. Also, the chat room problems that we had earlier, we're also going to try to fix by next week. And finally, we're going to try to have an 800 number for you folks to call in in case uh, you don't want to spend the few cents for the call, which is totally understandable because I don't either. So we'll get an 800 number, we'll get a better chat room, and hopefully accommodate more listeners. Uh, keep posting your comments and your suggestions to us because the more we get, the better we can make the show for you. Um, all right. So as homebrewers, and, and this is yourself included, John, how do you, what would you do to – how do you see the future of homebrewing? Like how would you promote that, and, and what do you see happening for homebrewers? Worldwide. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think? Right now it's not as worldwide as – Not at all. Get Europe involved. Yeah. More homebrew shops out there. I know that Flo and, and a couple of others we talked to from Germany, they said that it's unheard of to have homebrew shops. Nobody brews at home. In Germany, that's true. Um, a lot of the areas have their own little um, tide house near their house. Uh-huh. A tide house is a, is one that the brewery makes the beer, and they can only serve that beer at that place. Ah, right. Yeah, and there's lots of that in Europe. Licensing issues too. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. There's also laws, I think, too. You can't right. brew. We were talking about the German purity law um, when Flo first came here. And, uh, and 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 uh, Daniela was talking uh, about it as well. Where some of us, we definitely respect the law and where it came from, and and that it that it should still 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 be there as far as posting it on the bottle, but that maybe it should be relaxed a bit because German beers haven't changed like uh, like uh, Pacific Northwest beers have changed because they're not allowed to be so creative with different ingredients. So. Um, I know we're just talking, kind of debating the issue of, of the German purity law. And, uh, there actually is a case now that I just read a couple weeks ago that, uh, one brewery has been fighting about it for 15 years in northern Germany, finally was allowed to post beer on his beer that he actually adds sugar to after fermentation. So, he won a little. For bottle conditioning? Yeah, he does for bottle conditioning. Really? But under the purity law, you were never allowed to do that, and he's been, he was never allowed to label his beer beer. So how did they bottle their beer? I don't know. They, la- they labeled it. Other than beer. Yeah, exactly. If, it, if you added you anything it to beer. it, you couldn't call it beer. But this guy finally won after 15 years, so there might be a bit of a change there for that. Nice. I think the original law is about quality beer. Exactly. And that's kind of... Now, now it's all quality beer and nobody would buy it. Right. Yeah. And that's respectable that that was the law. And uh, it's. Uh, I think Germany touts it as one of the oldest laws that they have, uh, maybe one of the oldest European laws. Um, so its intent was definitely good. And, and Flo had, had said... It would be fine to still have it, but you just have to post on your beer now, uh, brewed according to the purity law, or other beers can just be beer. You know, I think we got an answer to our trivia question, right? All right, uh, hang on a second. So then, then the Germans can, can brew Budweiser too. And no, exactly. We are just <laughs> homogenizing everybody. That's fun. Uh, caller, you're on the air. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your name? I'm Stino. Stino. Yeah. All right. Kirk Frogestine. Oh, very nice. W- where are you calling from? Wichita, Kansas. All right. I drove through there once. And uh, just once. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> How was it, that? It didn't want to come back. <laughs> Actually, I did drive across the country, and the longest drive I've ever taken in my life was across Kansas. It just never seems to end. No, no, it doesn't. And it also apparently feeds the world, because you have more farms in Kansas than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yeah, they got signs for that all over the state, too. Right. Kansas feeds the world. The coolest part, though, is you get to a point in Kansas where there's a sign. It's not a big sign, but it's just a wooden sign that says you're now smack in the middle of the country. <laughs> Isn't that right, yeah. Steve? 
it's like 1,500 miles to the east and 1,500 miles to the west. Is that right? That's, yeah, something like that. I took a picture of it, and uh, <laughs> then, I, then I kept going. <laughs> that was about it. That's a good picture, I hope. All right, Steno, uh, what is the answer to our, our trivia question? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm going to throw out Cascade. Cascade. And Olin is shaking his head. That's absolutely right. Sweet. Do you guys have Sierra Nevada there in Kansas? Yes, we do. And do you drink it? Yes, I do. And what else do you drink there? Um, what are you drinking what you now? Drink? Good question. <laughs> I got a uh, basement full of beer. Let me see here. What do I got here? Got some Founders from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Hey, uh, I was born there. The, what's that? Uh, Dr. Scott. I was born there. Oh, sweet. All right. Have you had got that some, beer, Dr. Uh, Scott? Bell's Cherry Stout. All right. Uh, for a special occasion... Occasion, Sam Adams Triple Bach. Oh, there you hmm. go. Nice. Special occasions only. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you know what? I'm down to my last bottle of that. Is that right? And we can't get it here in Wichita. Oh, okay. Yeah. Road trip. Anymore down here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a road trip to me. How, how did, Hell yeah. <laughs> how did you get it in the first place? Uh, well, they used to have it here, okay. but I guess the distributor can only get, like, 15 cases of it. I gotcha. Or or nothing, so. Well, save that for a night that you're going to get lucky, and then you can have it. Yeah. Yeah, get we'll lucky. Do. And by lucky, I mean you get to drink other beer. Well, cool. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that you definitely have the correct answer, so you have won a beer, beer, and more beer hat that Sweet. Uh, we're going to oh. send to you. Danielle is going to take down your information. Uh, you're a home brewer as well, Stino? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm standing in my uh, brewing room right now. And are we talking extract or all grain here? Uh, switched over to all grain about a year ago. Nice. Very nice. Would never switch back. Yeah. Is that right? Why is that? Uh, well, I love the uh, ability to mess around with my uh, my recipes a lot more than uh, extract provides. Right. A little more creative. Recipe formation. Absolutely. Okay. And how long have you been brewing total, would you say? Oh, heck, uh, about years now okay and how is the homebrew community in kansas is there a lot of you you know um up towards kansas city there's uh, the club up there does pretty well here in wichita we've got uh derby brew club just off uh um off to the east side of the city okay and they do all right um we need to get a few more uh, Wichita brewers out there to our uh, club meetings, but you know, other than that, it's it's all good. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, sometimes it's, you got to drag people in there. Once they get there, though, everyone loves it, right? Once they get there, they realize, oh wow, we we have all this beer to drink tonight. So, okay, it's all good. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, that's why we started the Brewing Network. It's <laughs> free beer. All right, thank you very much for the call, Stino. Danielle is going to take your info and um, she will uh, send you a hat. All right, great show, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Cheers. See you later. Thank you. Okay, there we go. All right, cool. So we gave away some uh, some good stuff tonight, a little gift certificate, a shirt, a hat. We'll be doing the same thing uh, for the whole month. So keep tuning in, and uh, we'll be giving stuff away. Good question, Olin. little uh, Pacific Northwest trivia. I like that. Guy from Kansas. I don't know. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up for this week and uh, save all the good stuff for next week. Um, Olin, I totally appreciate you coming in. Regan, thank you for making it. Thanks, Regs. Yeah. It was tough, but I made it. Yeah, yeah we, it was. I think we're actually going to have a, a, an entire show dedicated to you, Regan, in the future. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I'll have to get warmed up for that one. Yeah, yeah you, you will. You warm up. Six and the pack. thing is, and I'm not going to schedule it in advance because I think if we just call you on the fly, we got a lot better chance of getting you. Yeah, yeah if you can get a hold of me, that's a good way to catch me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not really going to say anything. I'm just going to call and say six gallons of beer. Here's the address. Will that work? That'll work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it might. Uh, Dr. Scott, uh, your input has been invaluable, so we hope that you keep coming to the shows and helping us out. Uh, I'd like to. It's been a blast. Okay, cool. Uh, even though he's sweating in the 90-degree studios, <laughs> he's a good sport. We gave him beer to cool him down, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what else could you ask for? But, yeah, I still look good. <laughs> yes, you. Yes, uh, no comment. Uh, Okay, let me give a little information. Uh, Beer, Beer, and More Beer is located in Concord. You can go to www.morebeer.com and order all of your brewing needs. Is there anything that you can't order that you guys sell online? I don't think so. Everything's online? Absolutely everything. Everything. Okay. Uh, You can call them at, uh, I think it's 925-939-BEER. Is that correct? Or 800 600 Zero 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 three three eight hundred six hundred zero zero three three. Okay, and that'll work too. <laughs> the other way you can get to them is there's a link to their website right on the Brewing Network, and that's going to be there for a long, long time. So you'll be able to get them that way. Uh, I think I've had a, 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 a really good time this this show, Johnny. Yeah, I feel good. And uh, I'm happy that the Brewing Network is finally up and running. Yes. Next week, we're working on either uh, the brewmaster from Speakeasy Brewery or possibly Lagunitas. Is that correct, John? Yeah, i got to call him. We're waiting for confirmation on one of those two guys. The week after that, we have EJ Fair Brewery, who's uh, located here in Concord. Morgan they just, will be here. Morgan's going to come in. He's the brewmaster. Yeah. And I talked to JJ, the owner. He was thinking about it, too. Okay. We'll try to get them both in here. Cool. Uh, they just opened a nice brew pub here also. And uh, definitely cool guys. We'll get to know about how they started because they started real small mm. and are getting just better and better now. And then I think we're going to get Jamil in here on the fourth week. The fourth week? He's okay. already yeah, he's confirmed that pretty much. Uh, Jamil, for those of you who don't know, is um, one of the most award-winning uh, home brewers from the West Coast. He's won lots of competitions. He's got several beers going to nationals this year, as always. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're hoping to get lots of good uh, homebrew information out of him. So definitely, if you're an advanced home brewer he's going to help you out and 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 even the beginners like myself i'm sure he's going to have some great tips in the meantime keep tuning in uh i'll try to change the music to fit what you guys want i'll keep putting brew tips up there and i'm going to try to keep adding shows uh other live shows i want to get a tech show in here for you i want to get a lunchtime show i'm going to do everything i can I can't thank you all enough. The response has been awesome. Thank you for joining our forums. Thanks again to Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Here's a little ZZ Top to take us out.